Uh, my dice were the icest dice my ice dice had ever iced. Welcome to Dice Like Ice, episode 18 and a half. I'm your host, Tony Acton, and with me, as always, the loot and plunder to my Duke Nukem, Andrew Mitchell. Fucking what? Don't worry, it gets better. Okay. We've got two, three special guests here with us today. We've got our very own Sly Sludge, Matthew Scott, Verminous Scum, Joseph Trodishow, and the only person that has a doctorate in our group, Dr. Blight. Chris Cunningham. I know Duke Nukem. you got to explain the rest. Oh, but it's not the normal Duke Nukem you're thinking. It's the evil planeteers. It's Captain Planet villains. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, have, I have seen that show as a child. <laughs> I remember nothing about it other than, you know, heart, but that's yeah. about it. It was really hard to find a group of five, but it was a bonus to have one that also had a doctorate like our normal group. Okay, <laughs> so it works out. Oh, man. All right, so this episode is going to be a little bit different than some of our others. Uh, I'm sure you guys have noticed it's a half episode. So we're going to talk a lot about uh, Nova, pretty much. But let's start like normal with our classic... Oh, everybody. Our sponsor here. as always, by Grip. Oh, there we go. All right, speed round. Andrew, what you drinking? Oh, well, we were gifted some beers by our friend, old uh, Michael Italian name. Michael uh, Italian last Mr. Dechala. Um, he gave us some Caboose Brewing Brews. Uh, I got a Wolf Trap Summer Ale, a uh, 4.8%er, but it is a pint, so by the end I'll feel okay. Well, as opposed to Andrew's baby brew, I also have a Caboose Brewing from Michael. It is a Fog Hazy IPA. It's a nice 7%, and also a pint. What about you, Chris? What you got? Terrapin Pastime Ale. A classic. Yeah, I was about to say. It's, it's made a few appearances on the show. Yeah. 4.5%. Not bad, not bad. Matt, what about you, buddy? I'm pretending to drink the same as Chris, but I'm actually <laughs> drinking bourbon. There you go. <laughs> Joseph, what are you drinking over there? Oh, it's a fantastic collaboration between the Delaware River and the city of Bethlehem called Tapwater. Oh, <laughs> the, the classic... Uh, Two hydrogens, one oxygen combo. Mm-hmm. Got to be careful with that one over there. Uh, Andrew, what kind of hobby progress you been working on, buddy? Oh, well, um, purchases count. Boy, was there a lot. <laughs> yeah, we was. just got back from Nova. Um, so we'll start off with what I've built and painted since then. Uh, so I built Hexbane's Hunters before we left and started on them. I got them about 50% done before we got to Nova. On the off chance, we actually wanted to play Underworlds, but, you know, Nobody ever does, <laughs> um, which is fair, but they're cool models. I'm happy to have them for Dungeons and Dragons or whatever. Um, but I actually finished painting them, what's today, Monday? I finished them on Friday. Uh, very fun models, like them a lot. Uh, and now we're getting into all the crap that I bought at Nova, um, which, you know, comparatively could be worse. I'm looking at you. Um, so I mostly went with... Uh, some, some good Blood Bowl stuff, because uh, they did have a, a good Warhammer booth with a, a significant Forge World presence at Nova. Yeah, they did. So I picked up a Blood Bowl Troll, uh, the Forge World version of it. Really fun model. And I actually have it about 75% painted now. That's just what I've been working on this weekend. Uh, and then I also bought the star player, Morgan Thorg. Uh, really... Corey model. Really... Well, it's kind of a doofy old model, but it's a really, it. really fun way. Uh, proportions are all wacky. There's some really weird edges on it. You could tell it was uh, before they got to computer sculpting and all that. 
Uh, but it's really fun. I like it a lot. Uh, and then the big one, I bought another Chaos Knight because uh, we got a coupon for one of the booths there, so I got 20% off of it and could not resist. Um, got him built. Uh, I was going to prime him, but, you know, we live in Georgia, so it's too damn humid. Bit of swamp. Yeah. We did actually have one day where I was able to prime stuff, though. It did dip 260, which was just enough that I could actually prime. 60% humidity, not not 60%, yeah. or not 60 degrees. He um, was so happy that he could prime, he made sure to spam everyone pictures. I took pictures. Of black prime models. I wanted, I wanted documentation of my gray models. Um... So I did that, uh, and I also, we dug through a big, cool old Bits booth, and that I picked so up cool. a load of awesome, very early 90s dwarf models for uh, for use in Frostgrave, because we've been doing that a lot lately, it's been a lot of fun, and I wanted to uh, build a warband specifically for Frostgrave, so I have uh, a dwarf wizard who is, I don't even remember what the, the model is, but it's it's an old GW sculpt. Uh, I think it's the Anvil of Doom. Uh, Rune Priest. Maybe, but he's, he's, he's got an anvil on a stick, and that's yeah, his wizard staff, and I love oh, it. it could be a banner bear. Could be. But, yeah, I got a mix of, like, slayers and dwarf warriors and miners and stuff, so they're all pretty appropriate for various thugs and, and rangers and whatnot, so I'm pretty excited to give them a paint once I get through uh, the rest of my ridiculous backlog. So, how about you, Tony? Uh, tell, tell people what you bought. Yeah, so, uh, like Andrew, I also dug through the old metal bits bin at Nova and bought a smattering of early 90s GW models, also for Frostgrave. Uh, I went more with the undead style, found some old metal vampires and zombies and a couple of uh, old Empire guys that were pretty good. Let's see, I picked up the Snotling Blood Bowl team. I've got those guys mostly built now. Uh, I also got the Forge World Troll, because purchases count. I, when we got back, I sat down and cranked out the rest of my cartoon orc team, and that was so much fun to paint. Even the stupid little 2D bases I did on it. Came out really well. Yeah, I was really, really, really happy with it. Uh, and then the big purchase I got was I got a Kill Team Into the Dark set. Oh yeah, that's the big purchase. Yeah, that's the big purchase. Definitely the big purchase. Uh, my god, that is a mountain of plastic, but it pales in comparison to the Warhound Titan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, could you say that a little louder for the audience, Tony? Yeah, so, uh, so I checked off my hobby goal for the year that I said in our January episode that I wanted to get a legitimate resin Warhound Titan. And Andrew, even though on last episode he said he would not pressure me into it, was 100% egging me on. I only did a little bit. I, I, I started to, and then I caught myself. I was like, wait, no, I won't. But thankfully, our friend... Uh, Michael, Jesus Christ. Our, our friend Michael uh, was there, and, you know, when somebody says, hey, I might buy a Warhound, of course you got to say, yeah, buy a Warhound. So he did. Yeah, the, uh, the arm didn't need much twisting. Yeah, he was, he was there. He, he wanted it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, other than that, that's really all the hobby progress I've got done. It did help. That they gave you a bunch of shit. I did, yeah. So buying the Warhound Titan also got me a um, Joy Toy and Victor War suit, which I immediately flipped to Matt because he's been looking forward for that. Uh, a really nice GW playmat that they run at the tournament. So I got the, I don't know, it's kind of like an urban-y looking one, so it'll work well for Sigmar, 40k, and Frostgrave. Yeah, because it's not like uh, like big roads or anything. Yeah, it, it's, it's just, it looks like somebody took a picture of a bunch of Astro Granite Turf. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it also came with a set of the nice $50 objective markers. So, you so. know, it almost paid for itself. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that. Uh, all right. So I'm going to flip it over to Chris now. So Chris is your first time on the show. Tell us a little about yourself, kind of what got you into the hobby, and then just uh, one of the projects you're working on. Uh, so the hobby journey started with random YouTube holes late okay. at night. <laughs> this was probably, what, three and a half years ago? Mm. Uh, Winners SEO, 
Oh, yeah. I had no idea what was going on. Is it the three and a half? So this is a little bit before COVID. Yeah, it's like right before COVID, right? Yeah, so this is pre-COVID. And then I just started watching it on YouTube. I knew what it was from as childhood. Yeah. And then subsequently, um, this was overseas. So this is a slight backstory. Uh, my wife and kids moved back home after we decided to move back to the U.S., ahead of me. And so I am suddenly have no responsibilities that I've normally had, and, and I had a bunch of free time. <laughs> and so I decided to take up 40K, which is something I've kind of always seen in these shop windows. You dumb bastard. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, in the U.K., like they actually have GW shops in every town. Yeah. And it's also where old lonely guys guys <laughs> go to find other, you know, people that are also into Star Wars and various things. And it's found a nerd home. speed dating. A little bit, yeah. Old people go to the bar, nerds go to the GW store. Well, I do that as well. <laughs> so Thursday night in the UK is games night for across all GW stores. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. And so they're open late on Thursdays. For people to play game, you can reserve your table. I think it was, was it three, five, and seven? Two hour games. They're small tables like they are here. Yeah. Right. Um, I actually do remember the moment that I realized it was like for me, 40K in the whole store and, every, and everything was the store owner somehow out of the corner of his ear hurts two guys in the very far back. He goes, no, no Star Wars. There's no Star Wars in my shop. It only leads to arguments. And I was like, I have found my people. He's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. And so then from there, I picked up Dark Angels. Uh, and I'm now 12,000 points in a Dark, dark Angels. Maybe it's... Well, with the points updates, I bet you it pushes it to like 14. There you go. Oh, my goodness. That's more um, respectable. Not everybody can have the uh, you know, 15,000 points of tanks like you have for Fear Guard. Not everyone has 6,000 points of Chimeras. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've also picked up a Harley army. A Harlequins. And I am 2238 as of this weekend. Oh, I was going to joke. So I've been building in over the past three-ish months. Nice. So they're all assembled because I'm pretty particular about my models so there's no mold lines mm. no gaps they're all filled yeah. that kind of stuff you specific know, no reason for harlequins or just like different vibe than space marines or different play style yeah okay um, so as we'll come on to i'm a lot about the playing yeah, yeah. Okay. Lore's, i like the lore but it's not the main reason I go to 40K. It's the only competitive person chris goes to who events to kick ass and chew bubblegum and always forgets bubblegum yeah and so it's just fast and hit hard, glass cannon, yeah. compared to the Terminator heavy list yeah. that I run for yeah. your 18 months. Then. Slow, punchy list. Moving 30 inches in a turn as opposed to like 12 is going to be very different. Yeah, turn one, your entire army will go farther than your whole Dark Angels army would be going. Oh, yeah. Except yeah. for your Raven one. Mm. Uh, all right, well, very cool. All right, and then uh, also on the show, we've got Matt of. Uh, constant fame on here of my one main opponent apparently so matt tell us a little about yourself and your hobby journey uh, i'm gonna take the earphones off so i can hear myself talk without hearing the echo fair enough uh yeah i 
probably started officially playing GW games in 2000, early 2008. Uh, I started playing Dungeons and Dragons probably in the early mid 80s. And remember going to hobby stores when I was a young kid and seeing all the blister packs on the walls of the hobby stores that I would venture into and be mesmerized by all the beautiful metals and the idea of how people would put those together and paint them and use them for games. But that seemed like it was way above my, above my pay grade. So I never got to it until uh, one day after I had a couple children, I decided that I wanted to go to the bookstore to find something to read. And I picked up a Warhammer novel of... Um, Malice Darkblade. Nice. And, good, uh, good classic. Was looking for something that was just all about one character and following that one character. And that was the book that I picked up and I read through it like I, it was like I was on fire. And I uh, read through the, both the omnibuses that uh, were available and then proceeded to start to look at last week of the Athens Hobby Store that was over on Baxter. Yeah, yeah, Classic City. And I went in there to purchase a Warhammer Fantasy army with my friend, and they had a box set of uh, Dark Elves that was available, and I was ready to buy. And my buddy was very adamant about playing 40K. Was it Phil? No. Oh. A gentleman by the name of Jeremiah. Mm. And uh, so I ended up following suit, and I ended up getting into Ultramarines, and... Uh, I remember uh, painting my first model like it was yesterday and how exciting it was to assemble and paint. It felt like it was sacred ground. And uh, I'm a hobbyist first, uh, undoubtedly, and a collector second, and then a gamer third. Um, I, I enjoy the, the hobby aspect of uh, this. And uh, that that's led me into meeting uh, a bunch of new people and... Uh, created a social environment that is, uh, has been very good for me. And, uh, you know, it, uh, I love the fluff of all the 40K and uh, first off and then uh, maybe the fantasy second. But uh, that's basically the history of my gaming. And uh, I have a massive collection. I love to paint. Mm -hmm. uh, I love to produce painting and assemble. So, um, yeah, and then uh, venture into uh, gaming uh, on a, a lightheartedness. Or attempt to be lighthearted about it. <laughs> what's uh, what's currently on your hobby table? What's your hobby project? It's boom right there. Well, at Nova, I splurged and bought a box of Horse Heresy, which yeah. I'm very proud of and excited for. Uh, and it's value. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, that value's hard yeah, to yeah. Uh, it, it's it's it, it's box of giant plastic that smells mm. wonderful. Um, There's something magical about that when you crack a big box there, wouldn't there? Just... Yeah, it's 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 mind-blowing. Uh, I, I love toys, so... Um, <laughs> so I got that, and I I've started... Quote. <laughs> I've started to assemble that, and then uh, I have a current ongoing uh, battle with uh, finishing up my Fire Slayers, which I have about th uh, 3,000 points that I'm trying to get finished, which... I keep on getting ready to put on sale for eBay, but then I'm going back to and painting. Uh, currently, I've got on my table uh, Frostgrave models, old Grenadier, uh, mid-80s Grenadier models, the big old beautiful heavy metal hand-sculpted uh, miniatures that I'm painting. 
and um, that is essentially it amongst uh, all the other stuff that I keep on trying to ignore that I bought. <laughs> I, uh, I do love that our Frostgrave games are on the beautiful tables and all like terrain you've built and bought and everything and painted, and then we have just these Dumpy ass, chunky old weird metal models. I love it That's, so it's much. Part of the charm. It I is think, part of the charm. I, I love it. I think the truly the charm is is this is that the whole reason I love it is because of the imagination of, mm. of gaming and, and bringing yourself, immersing yourself into a world. And you know, video games are the exact opposite of that for me. And and so these you know beautiful three D sculpts are wonderful and all, but when it comes down to it, it's like you buy these like pudgy fingered. Like pudgy faced, big heads, big hands. Yeah, everything's oh, just contorted and just I, weird. I picked up one dwarf crossbowman who has a face that's about half as long as the rest of his body. But it's it so doesn't funny. matter. It because no, what it's, matters it's is your is your imagination and putting yourself and immersing yourself into the world that you're creating and playing in, and. And I think that that helps to exercise that imagination. And you know, when you're getting close to fifty. It, it's really good to exercise your imagination. <laughs> it keeps you alive a little bit longer with a hope that you can reach 70. So. Also, then he hangs out with me and Andrew and learns he's going to die fast because we're idiots. I'm, I'm but that's 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 where I'm at and um, love the field and I'm very grateful for being here. Excellent. We're glad to have you, man. All right, now uh, we're going to kick it over to Joseph. doesn't really have much of a hobby background, but Joseph, tell us a little about yourself, uh, a little bit of the hobby progress you're currently working on. Yeah, I'm a complete outsider to all of this. Uh, I watched C- Tony and Chris play a game of, I think it was Warhammer, about 11 months ago. Yeah, 40k. 40k, yeah. I watched for about 45 minutes and I was like, yeah, this is not not for me, and I left. <laughs> it's way more engaging if you're the one rolling the dice, though. I try to get a real dice as well, too. Perhaps. Anyway, so I, uh, yeah, I, I haven't ever played a game of Warhammer or 40k except for video games. Vermintide is my only exposure, um, which is great. Um, but I went to Nova and I got kind of interested in Blood Bowl, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna buy the the joke team, the halfling team, and uh, <laughs> I've got those on my desk now. Um, I haven't touched them since the hotel room, so. My second tree man is still unbuilt, but I'm hoping to get a little more progress on them next week, hopefully. Um, Before anybody emails us, we did tell him they are the joke team. Yeah. Do not buy them if you want to win. No, <laughs> he was I, aware going into Now, there yep. is the lower bracket of winning. Okay? There is. It's true. not stunty. Yeah. There are good awards for stunting. There are. Yep. I'm going to play and I'm going to have fun, and uh, someone else much better than me should get that top trophy. <laughs> hey man, at the end of the day, it's a dice game. You could be a tactical genius, but if you only roll ones, sucks for you. Well, I'm not a tactical genius, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Alright, so that's a, that's a little about everybody new on the podcast today. A little bit of our hobby progress. We're not going to do our traditional games played, because uh, it's a lot of them. We're gonna we're gonna you know wildly gloss over the stuff we did at Nova because uh, you know, we had a whole pretty much a whole week of playing games. So. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of break it down by the day. So we drove up Wednesday. It was a fun uh, nine drive. and a half hour drive that took us about what eleven with stops and Close food. To Twelve. Yeah. Yeah. We had a good long lunch break. Yeah. But it was fun. It was good. What was the name of that barbecue place? Do you guys remember? Uh, Q something. Q. All right, there's a place called Q somewhere in the neighborhood of the Raleigh-Durham area. 
Salad barbecue. It's just, it's Q something. I don't remember the whole name, but I remember Q being prominent. How many barbecue restaurants could there really yeah, be? Yeah, no, just Google it. You'll find it, but I, I don't remember the name. Uh, so we got up there Wednesday. The only big thing of note Wednesday was the Nova Open GW reveals. Uh, you guys got any thoughts on what we saw? Anything stand out to you that just blew your mind? I know Andrew has. Because there was at least one thing. Oh, I was impressed all across the board, so. Right, what, what was your top pick out of it, out of the review? You're like, holy oh, shit, this is yeah. awesome. There was at least one thing for an army you play, so. Oh, well, I was excited about uh, Votan. I mean, that changed my mind from, like, on on the verge of appreciating it to all of a sudden going, that's fucking awesome. I still hate the Votan, but I love the Space Wizard. And oh, this, well, the, the Votan Grimnir, <laughs> such a good the, one. The wizard was definitely... That the, was the star. Definitely the star. But the Slaves of Darkness uh, army was was badass. And then the uh, Underworlds? Yeah, corn, the corn yeah. Underworld for Underworlds. That, that looked I amazing. I really liked the, like, I don't know, Aztec, Mayan kind of vibe that, like, the leader of that yeah, had. The, it was very different from most normal corn stuff, but it still felt very corn. Big old headdress. Big old headdress. And then not to mention ogres. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the but, cool uh, ogre... Is he a named character? Uh, the Blood Pelt Hunter. Okay. So I, yeah. think, I think he's a generic guy, but he... I don't know, the way they, they implied with the video, he might be like, I don't know, maybe a mercenary or something? Like maybe other that was monster hunter is what yeah. he is. Yeah. And it was it was hinted at that he was going to be a game changer for the monsters Good. that we might be yeah. facing. I'm I'm imagining he's gonna have rules along the lines of the Cruel Boys Killbows where they could do up to like twelve mortal wounds in a shot. Specifically against really large monsters. Yeah, it definitely in the preview video for him made it seem like he could be used by other armies. And then what was that uh Gargantuan King Broad. <laughs> oh. oh boy, I'm so excited. I'm buying him day one. That's a cool model. It's a cool model. Fucking tree trunk hammer. But my favorite part of that model is the rings on his finger are fucking crowns. Yeah. <laughs> that's, it's like, um, that's just such a great little detail. It's kind of like the old uh, Throg the Troll King from Warhammer Fantasy where he had a he had a king's crown on his tusk. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he had some nice. cool models. There are some, some cool features on that model. It was a really cool one. I hope they bring him back at some point. Yeah, that one's that one's pretty awesome. Um, I really like that they're expanding the Ogroid range in uh, Slaves to Darkness as well. Yeah, getting the Myrmidons, which they have already shown, but um, they're well, coming, they're coming building in. on Bellacore is what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. and like that's that. amazing because Bellacore is not going to be just that demon list anymore, and it's going to be more of just it has more of a vast. Well, I really like I really like they're veering away from just Archaeon as like the one flavor. Yeah. Of yes, chaos. I, I like that. That's well, nice. I think that also has a lot to do with the fluff too with Bellacore. Yeah, because he, he definitely wants to be his own thing, and he hates the Chaos Gods. Yeah. So it's I, I like there's some uh, some division in the faction. Um, Still no new Gits book. No new Gits book. Uh, it got me down. I'm actually selling off my foot slogging goblins. I'm keeping the squigs and I'm keeping the trogs because that's what got me an AOS. Ogres. And I fucking love yeah. the models. But I gotta free up some room. I need a little spare cash for all the shit coming up, so I'm getting rid of just the basic crots, because I'm just... I'm done with them hating my little green boys. They, I need new rules. They finally actually said there was an Imperial Guard Codex coming yep. in winter. That was a big one. Uh, they did finally show off all of the squad for the corn berserkers that are coming out, because they did just tease that one model a couple weeks a few weeks ago. Now they have all kinds of new ones. Uh, guys with big fucking eviscerators yeah. and all kinds of axes and chain weapons. So And so, not to forget horse. Oh. Yeah, the the horsey. Awesome. Yeah, the horsey. Horsey. Way to go, Mike Brent. 
Yeah, the Horus Ascendant is oh, fucking incredible. Jesus Such a ridiculous model. Have you seen that model yet, Chris? I don't think so. Oh, Sweet Jesus. Let me bring it up right yeah. here. I got the I got the Warcom art. Prolific. Right it's beautiful. Yeah, like just it's it mirrors the actual pose from his normal Forge World model, but it's yeah. just that is one of the sexiest models. It's awesome. I have no desire to play 30k, but I really want that model. <laughs> and it's it's a big one because they did something unprecedented for a Warhammer 30k 40k model where. There's bones all over the base, but they aren't mostly skulls. Yeah, it's not just skulls. There's actual rest of bodies. There. It is every man child's dream toy. Oh yeah, yeah. He's just he's 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 Horus swollen with the power of chaos, and it's awesome. Yeah. So that was uh, that was the majority of the preview. There's some other little stuff floating Ton, around. Tons of uh, Votan stuff, which I guess you know it is probably the last Votan watch for Thank a while, Tony. We're getting the Hecaton Land Fortress. We're getting the getting the Grimnir Space Wizard. We're getting the Brokier Iron Master. There's all kinds of cool I stuff. I promote today. the Votan. I promote it. I'm I'm. They they did announce that there is going to be a Votan box coming out in September with the Codex, and I pre-order this Saturday. Right? Pre-order this Saturday. I am going to buy in. I they sold me with the Space Wizard because I, I was Space pretty, Wizard's a cool. Model. I was on the fence. I liked most of the models they'd shown, but the Space Wizard was just cool enough. Where I'm like, fuck it, I'm starting. When to is the Space Wizard being re- released? Uh, it'll uh, be probably next when month. the rest of the stuff comes yeah. out. Yeah, I, I would assume next month because the the box will probably gonna go in this this month. You get the uh, vacuum cleaners in that box set. <laughs> yeah, the, oh, the, yeah, the floating robots with the big heavy bolters God. on them. Very silly, but I... They, I like uh, they previewed some of the rules on Warcom today for them, too. Yeah, they're uh, they're going to be mean for a while. Yeah, mean to the point where they'll probably need an FAQ fairly quickly, yep. but, uh, you know, that's every Games Workshop 40k release, so whatever. That's uh, feels. All right, so that was, that was pretty much all the Wednesday. Yeah, we didn't really do anything else. That was when... I bought the Warhound, and we talked you into buying a night. I love that it took... No, I actually bought the night on, I think, Friday. Friday. Yeah, but we had, we had talked you into it then. Pretty much. You were ready to buy it on Thursday. I was holding off, because I was like, oh, there's no nights at the Games Workshop booth. I'm safe. And then one of the other third-party <laughs> sellers have one, and I'm like, oh, no. And then Tony was like, I got a coupon. Oh, no. <laughs> but at least my wallet doesn't have as much of a hole in it as yours does. And let it be record known, I was the voice of reason for you to not buy You that. were. You said you shouldn't buy that, and then instead of Defending that point, you wandered off. <laughs> you had the ghost of a shoulder yeah. angel, and then a shoulder and a half devil angel. It was like, so. you shouldn't Definitely impulse that. Who shiny thing over here? <laughs> I was like, I should impulse that. And Michael's like, fuck yeah, you should. Don't forget to get its guns. Uh, don't listen to that little No, no, I wanted to know which two guns I wanted to get. Which, of course, were going to be the plasma and the heavy bolter. Oh, yeah. Because they're going to make a bolter, sorry. I don't know, it'd be really fun just to torch the shit out of something with the Inferno Cannon. Well, magnetize him, and you can get another one. That's the plan. Yeah. Uh, all right, so then we roll into Thursday. Uh, Thursday, we had a couple of events. We had the Age of Sigmar doubles for me and Andrew. Which we have been hyping up for a while yes, now. Yes, we have. And we had Frostgrave from Matt on Thursday. Yep. So, Matt, you want to talk a little about uh, Frostgrave? Mr. Casey? Yeah, I uh, didn't know what I was getting into, so I went and checked it out. Uh, it was over at the Renaissance? Yes, it was the yeah. Renaissance. Yeah, so, we Renaissance. stayed in the Hyatt, which was the main host hotel. And then right across the street was the Renaissance that had... Some of the really big game rooms in it that um, Sigmar was played in. Uh, Lord, no, Lord of the Rings wasn't there. It was Sigmar, the narrative event for Age of Sigmar, 
Frostgrave, Warcry, Warcry. Yeah, a lot of the smaller uh, skill yeah. over there. Essentially every non 40k thing. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, oh, they had what Infinity in the Hyatt as well. Infinity, I didn't see the Infinity. Infinity it was, it was in the oh, Hyatt. it was in the Hyatt second yeah. floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah by, we wandered through that. Did you wander through that room with me? What's I went with you. You went with me. Okay. Yeah. I was like, one of y'all wandered through that room with me. You wandered with me through Lord of the Rings. Saw their weird yes. God, those tables. It was almost as good as the, the Horse Heresy tables. The Horse Heresy tables were really good. Well, about that? We're talking about it just like okay, sorry, sorry, We'll get into it. So we'll get into it. So talk a little about Frostgrave. Frost, the Frostgrave uh, was was run by a gentleman by the name of Casey. Um, super, super impressive with his uh, bestiary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his table setups were really good. Super nice guy. Uh Really easy to jump in and start playing. I think I played uh, two games on Thursday. I stomped the shit out of one guy. Um, <laughs> the guy who won it all, in fact. Yes, the guy who won who who ended up winning the whole campaign. Well, you had I, to show him a bit of humility early on, so he could build up from <laughs> I, that. I'm assuming that he laid low just for his own favor of not wasting too quick on the first game. That that would be, but he but saved again, all those good rolls. Yeah, he saved all his good rolls. Uh, Casual, and then Casey also had some really cool little gifts to give out, mm-hmm. and was super generous with his time, and super generous with um, everything that he had and sharing. And he had warband set up. It was a, a really wonderful uh, experience for Frostgrave. Um, it was exactly what I was ex- hoping it to be, and uh, so I enjoyed myself there, and I enjoyed then being literally a table away. From y'all's double AOS game. I mean, yeah. seriously, it couldn't have been any cooler. The exact same hall as us. Yeah. We were, you know, making tons of noise. The Frostgrave guys were trying to play the whole time to the point where the the judge was like, "Man, thank you, Frostgrave, for putting up with us all day." And then he gave us all eight tickets at the end of the at the end of the day, which was oh. enough for one for beer one and three beer. chicken strips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the which, infamous Nova Cantina, which we will talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so the AOA, Age of Sigmar doubles was was pretty badass, though. Yeah. So, Age of Sigmar doubles was three games. Uh, Andrew, tell you want to tell the folks how we did on our first game? Oh, we kicked so much ass in the first game because Chopped it was a, up a win because it was a fucking buy. Whoever we were playing <laughs> did not show up. We got average winner points, and Tony and I just fucked off to the vendor hall for a few hours. Yeah, and spent got more much. money. Yeah, spent more money. Uh, that wasn't when you bought the weapons for the Warhound, right? That was when I bought the weapons okay. for the Warhound, yes. <laughs> uh, And I think that's when I started digging through the dwarf bits yep. so I could I could assemble a warband. So, you know, it wasn't a waste of time. We got lunch. It was fine. Uh, after that, we came back for round two where we actually got to play the game. Um, and we fought against a pair of guys who played Sylvaneth and Stormcast, which uh, was a bit brutal because uh, you'd think the Stormcast, oh, we're playing a tournament. It's got to be the guys of the dragons. No, he didn't do Fucking dragons. Gardas. Yeah. yeah, just mortal wound generating motherfuckers. Which if Gardas love one thing, it's mortal wounds. Mortal wounds and five up ward saves, which, uh, boy, did that get frustrating by the end. <laughs> we, uh, it, it was a close, close game until that last turn. Where we just we couldn't get our secondary because of that one damn guy. I, my my Kraken eater was so close to wiping out one squad. All he had to do was kill like I think it was four guys at the end. Yeah. He killed three of them, and then one guy saved something like fourteen five up ward saves in a row. It was outrageous. It was statistical anomaly, uh, and it, it legitimately lost us the game. That guy should not have stayed alive, but you know sometimes dice be dice. But it was a fun one though. They were great opponents. Great we opponents. laughed and cut up the whole time. 
that dude had metal dice and I'm pretty sure we'll be able to in the table the whole time, yeah. <laughs> thunk, thunk, thunk. Alright, uh, that's another six. What I learned from that game is that Colonel Hunters are scary. Colonel Hunters are hunt- Colonel Hunters are terrifying. Those are the bow guys, right? Bow guys, they and have the, size, the they have swords. Oh. He had mixed squads and they did so much damage to my guardians. Um, but it was a good game. We we ended up losing by like 10 points or something. Yeah, it was, it was decent. It wasn't a stomp, but we definitely lost by a bit by the end. Yeah, it, um, it came down to that last turn. That was the full swing on it, unfortunately. Because yeah, we lost the center objective, didn't get our secondary... And then because that one guy sitting there stuck the giant, we actually we actually got tabled that game, didn't we? We did. Yeah, yeah, they tabled That's us the right very at the end. end of the game. And we we mathed it out for the last round. Where I'm like, okay, if my Kraken eater can somehow survive and so, somehow yeah. make it to this, you game, had two guard, uh, two sons. Oh yeah, I guess we didn't talk about what our actual oh, yeah. list was. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't actually finish our full list. So I had two Kraken eater mega guardians. It was just under a thousand points. Uh, gave them all kinds of artifacts. Um, the non-general had the Amulet of Destiny, so he could have a six-up board save and allegedly be a little more survivable. How many of those did you did you pass, Andrew? Well, in, game? in our third game, he did pretty well. In the the game that we lost, uh, he passed out of something like forty some odd wounds, one <laughs> with the Amulet of Destiny <laughs> specifically. Uh, he passed several armor saves, but Amulet of Destiny didn't give a shit. Um, and then my my general, I gave the glowy lantern, so he could cast a spell and dispel a spell. So he's doing a lot of mystic shielding. Um, and then I also gave him uh, his uh, his special Jordans. He had the Kraken Eater sandal or the Kraken Skin sandal, so he could kick better. Uh, those came into play pretty pretty frequently. They did some yeah, work, especially so. in the third game. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, Elmer to Tony, you had a lot of guns. I did. Uh, I played a hyper shooty Skaven list. Uh, I had an Arch Warlock with the Brass Orb. Which still has a track record of never rolling the three to teleport something back. Failed something. Yeah, bo- both times in this tournament, and I think the other six games I've used yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it's a three up. It's a fucking three up, and I can't roll a three up with that stupid artifact. And if you fail, it's just gone. It's just gone. It's this is the same shot. game where you got basically one unit was got wiped in one shooting. Yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, then I had ten storm vermin to protect my arch warlock. Uh, they did not do a great job of that because the Kurnoth Hunter arrows are able to insta-kill an entire unit of storm vermin like they're not there. <laughs> Which, that was uh, eye-opening. It was pretty brutal. New Sylvaneth book is not bad at all. Yeah. Uh, then six giant rats... Which held an objective for the majority of that game they, until ten fucking Stormcast ran over there and crushed them. For being like a hundred points, they did a sixty, sh- 60 points. Sixty points. They did a shocking amount of work. They did. Uh, they actually took one and a half Stormcast down with them. So I'll take it. Hey, there you go. Uh, and then I had two units of Storm Fiends that each had Rattlings, Wind Launchers, and um, Doom Flare Gauntlets. Which the Rattling Guns did the majority of the work. As they do. Uh, they did some okay close combat damage. And the poison ones did alright, but rattling guns, man, when those things go off, they fucking go off. Boy, do they. But yeah, it was uh, it was just kind of a rough game. We had some bad dice rolls on our part. They had some legitimately incredible dice rolls on their part. It just, you know, kind of didn't swing our way. But that's fine, because we rolled into round three, which actually did pretty fucking good yeah. for us. Made up for that one. Uh, round three, we're probably some of the nicest guys we met up there, though. Uh, we got in a swag battle right off the bat. Oh, yeah, just throwing stickers <laughs> yeah, at each they, other. They handed us a sticker. We're like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to give you guys stickers. And we're like, oh, we've got another one. So we threw them another one. Then they threw us another, but we won with enamel pins. So yeah, beat that. Couldn't beat enamel pins. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, they were running Flesh Eater Quartz and, and Stormcast, Stormcast again. again. But it was. It was a similar list. Similar, but a different... Yeah, it was uh, a different hold. Yeah, I don't know what Stormcast do. I think it's hold. hold. Yeah. 
faction, whatever. Uh, that game swung heavily in our favor uh, because <laughs> when my rattling guns went off, I wiped out a 40-man unit of zombies right out of the gate and all 10 of the dude's graveyard with the other rattling set. And Andrew, yeah. what, did, what did your giants do that game? Uh, I don't remember Stormcast names well. What is? What are the big beefy guys that I killed? Uh, Annihilators. Annihilators. No, 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 not oh. the Annihilators. They were... Praetors. Praetors. Yeah, so um, this guy was, he, he had Praetors or whatever they're called in reserve. Like, they're they're not quite the Annihilators, but they're pretty big, beefy units. He had them ready to, to jump in whenever. We had a weird... Uh, Fucking weird, eight objectives. Yeah, weird game. scenario with eight objectives. So my Kraken Eaters played soccer for a little bit just to get objectives closer to us. Oh. <laughs> Matt slammed the door. <laughs> little audio You're texture, good, it's good. fine. Some, some ASMR on your podcast. Um... So I played, I played soccer a little bit, I kicked the objectives towards us, and then I was just like, well, if we sit back, they'll probably kill us. So I just sprinted forward with my Gargans. Uh, my my not-general Kraken Eater just plowed forward, killed so many of the... I really I really should have looked up names for these guys. The, so, guys the little spear guys. Uh, that came vindicators. In, yeah. I know sh- some of them. Killed a shitload of Vindicators. Yeah, and then my general was charging forward, and he... Uh, Whatever the Age of Sigmar equivalent of deep striking is, what is, does he just like teleport? Yeah, it depends on. They the rode down on a lightning bolt, like uh, Scions of Storm is what they're yeah. directly under a Kraken Eater's fucking yeah. fist. Because they were, they were, he was planning. He's like, oh, these guys do a lot of damage; they'll be fine. And then he charged him in, uh, or he was about to charge him in. I charged first. I got a shitload of damage because that's what Kraken Eaters and Mega Guardians in general do. I killed like half of them right off the bat, and then he was able to swing back. And he's like, oh, I got this. This is gonna be fine. How many wounds did you guy have? Uh, thirty-five. <laughs> oh shit. Well, I do 10 to him, <laughs> and then I proceeded to wipe that unit off the board, killed his general, and just had played mayhem with the uh, the entire Stormcast army, killed almost all of them right off the bat. Yeah, the poor dice rolls we had in the previous game uh, swung the other way on this one, because at the end of turn three, all they had left were five Blood Knights, four Graveguard, and two Vindicators, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, like two Vindicators and then the little dude with the wizard stick in the back yeah. who was about to get stepped on by crap. very close to getting stepped it was, on. It was mean. And they, they conceded because they, they could see how things were going and uh, I imagine they were probably also hungover at that yeah, point. Yeah, they, they so, kind of looked like we felt. Yeah, so... Uh, Turns out Andrew and I are not 22 years old anymore. I didn't even drink that much. But, well, that um, makes one of us. Yeah, so we, we won that handily. We mathed it out just to figure out points. We gave them a little extra just, you know, on the off chance they rolled pretty well. So we still ended up beating them something like 15 points higher than... It was something like 35 to 20 or yeah. something ridiculous. Um, great, great opponents. They were hilarious to play. But uh, we ended up taking top 10. Yeah, out of 35 teams? Uh, it was 38 total, 32. minus the three that bailed, I think. Yeah, so. that's right. Yeah, so we, we were top 10. So uh, I went down back to the vendor hall, because apparently that's where I spent the majority of my time and money, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and bought me and Andrew a celebratory Age of Sigmar Gaudia shot glasses they that we drank out commemorative <laughs> Age of Sigmar <laughs> shot glasses, which are, they actually had some heft to them. They were like yeah. proper, like... Like pieces of drinkware, it wasn't cheap shit. So you wrote twenty bucks a piece. I was like, hell yeah, I'll spend that to celebrate a, the best we've ever placed in a tournament. Uh, yeah, the, the whiskey was had from them for sure. Yes, it was. So that was that was our Thursday night. And then uh, what? We just we ended the hotel bar Thursday night, right? Yeah, we ended up hanging out with badcast guys for a That's bit, right. and shooting the shit with Michael, and just kind of meeting a lot of the badcast Discord crew. There was there's a lot of good people on there. Um, and everybody just. That was when we hung out down at the 40k hall to begin with. For a bit, yeah, we went we went and met 
Badcast Yeah, that was where Tony acquired us all some Nova Open tokens. Saw his fucking beautifully painted Raven Guard army. That that is is The the edge highlighting on that is staggering. Like, there's a reason they have the edging enthusiast shirt, because they they legitimately go hard on it. Like, it's it's way more than I would want to put into any kind of edge highlighting. Um... And then, yeah, met up with Campbell, met up with uh, just just tons and tons of people who yeah. I talked to for well over a year on the Discord. So it's nice to actually put faces, yeah, faces to, the, to, to, the, to the Discord names. So uh, that was that was pretty fun. Yeah, so uh, then, then we roll into Thursday night. Mr. Mr. Chris came in on a flight after work. Oh, uh, Chris, who uh, so kindly let us borrow his cart. For oh, the my God, that cart is tournament. a game changer. We're, we're definitely going to be getting at least one of those. Yeah, oh, 10 out of 10, a recommend cart for games. <laughs> uh, so, rolling into Saturday, our boy Chris here competed in the GT. You want rolling, to... rolling into Friday, Friday, Tony. That's what I said. Mm, sure it is. Yeah, that's what oh, I wait said. Wait a minute. Rewind you, the tape. You speak so highly of the cart, but where did the cart come from? Chris, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did you get it? Uh, Amazon. <laughs> Post the link in the show notes. Of, <laughs> of recommendations from the competitive community. So, it's a, it's a three-tier cart. There were hundreds of those carts. foldable. So many. You will likely have seen these at any kind of tournament you've been to. Yeah. yeah, they fold flat so you can pack them easily in the back of the truck or whatever. It was. It was I can't believe we got everything back in the Jeep on the way home. Oh, God. <laughs> there was zero free space left. A, a lot of vendor hall visits. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. so on so, a Friday. Yeah, so tell, tell us a little about uh, GT on Friday. Some games you played, how you did it. Uh, GT on Friday? Uh, dice roll started at 8.30. It was early. Supposed to show up at 8. At seven thirty, if you hadn't pre-registered, like re- sh- come in to basically confirm your registration the yeah, night yeah. before, which I hadn't because they closed <laughs> down by the time that I flew back into DC at the time. Mm-hmm. Because you landed at what, like ten something, right? Or is that about when you got to the hotel? No, I think it was wheels down at like nine o'clock. Okay, and, you're and like then by a the time away from the hotel, say, so. it's only ten minutes okay. from the airport to the hotel that we were staying at. I had been drinking by the time you got there. I didn't know yeah. what time it was, <clears throat> and so. I was there a little bit early. Actually, it didn't take much. I walked up, and they were like, what's your name? I was like, they are like, okay, checked it off. And they <laughs> hand me a player pack, which had uh, nine missions in the order that they were going to be playing. Oh, them nice. As well as the terrain layout, which was GW terrain, slightly modified from GW. And first game was against... Creation oh, t- of- tell, us, tell us about your list. What's your list? My list is... Uh, Deathwing Heavy Terminators. So I have 20 Terminators, 6 Blade Guard, character support, so including a Psyker, who sometimes comes in very handy. This is the name Psyker. Dark Angels. Gotcha. Um, Ezekiel? Ezekiel. Okay. That's correct. They have all these thing. fallen Psyker. angel names. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, almost, all of, almost all the name characters of Dark Angels are actually fallen angels. Mm-hmm. It's always like the slight ribbing that GW gives Dark Angel players. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have a one fire base, like our shooting support, which is Relic Connector Dreadnought with yep. twin bulkites. So wounds of sixes do mortal wounds in addition. It's got 41 inch range with a cyclone missile launcher, which is 36, which is not too bad. Not bad at all. It's yeah. trying to take a, to make up for some of my lack of speed, right? The ability right, to right, reach right. out and attempt something I normally wouldn't be able to that's supposedly safe, that I hopefully won't make safe. Um,. And he gets chapter master rerolls, and so he basically okay. has. So that's the idea, right? Is that is that you chapter master reroll him? So even if he, I basically put him in the middle of a base, so he goes left, right, you know, 
and then like from right to left and left to right, yeah. basically where I can get the angle because he's moved, but he's chapter master, so he's rerolling everything. So I think the least I ever had go through for hits is probably fourteen because he's you know he's either if he sits still because Dark Angel's at plus one to hit, he's hitting on twos, mm-hmm. rerolling ones from the captain aura, so I don't. You know, have to I would say I don't have to chapter master him. Yeah. Or I chapter master him, he's hitting on threes, you're rolling everything. And so the idea, right, is to put as many hits through to the wound stage, which is where you get your mortals right, from your for the cards. idea. Right. Okay. That you're, if you got 16 dice, you're looking for three-ish mortal wounds. Um, hopefully. That, that's, a, that's a good call. Two, you know, one. I think it's only been a couple rolls where I haven't gotten anything. Mm. I also have ten... Uh, Black Knights. So that's the bikes that hit oh, harder. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also have Plasma Talons, which are Strength 7, AP 3, but they're only single damage. Dark Angels have a strat, which is very expensive because it's 2 CP, but you can increase the damage of Plasma Weapons by 1, so if they're overcharging, even though you kill a bike, they're flat 3 damage for anything that gets through. Right. So you're just suicide missling them into something. You can. Gotta love your um, that, that will only happen late game, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're never gonna... Yeah, to put in perspective, Chris is way more of a... Um... Tactical competitive player well, than Andrew. Is, this is what we can call them. Uh, Andrew's like, oh, giants go stop. And I'm like, hey, rattling guns go burp. Yeah, this is the, the math. And Chris is like, here's why I do everything I do. I'm like, no, no, no. Model cool. Model <laughs> model make hit. Dice go roll. <laughs> Dark Angels are cool. That's why I picked them anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why Matt's running them in um, Horace Heresy. Yeah. That and the um, the leftover Catholic guilt. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get much of that. The, so. the Catholic <laughs> guilt from the Mormon state. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I grew up in. Born and raised in Georgia. Oh, that's right. You just yeah. My graduate school is Utah. Utah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you got like a light dusting of the Mormon. Yeah. yeah. See, I play Black Templar because I was raised Southern Baptist, yeah, which means everything. No, burnt, no heretics. What does it say there. that I play orcs? <laughs> you grew uh, up soccer. in a rugby club? No. Yeah, it's a soccer hooligans. My parents that's... were definitely religious. I don't know what happened with me. <laughs> so- soccer hooligans. That's what orcs. Are. Oh yeah. They're soccer hooligans. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so there's ten of those. Almost everything's combat squatted all the right. time, so I have, you know, lots of drops, four lots Terminators. Of well, lots of drops sucks, because I almost always uh, don't finish where I want to like, for my opponent. Like, gotcha. You know, um, and, and lots of drops for my list, which is not awesome. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I want to have fewer or more drops so I can drop cheap crap that I don't want. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but for the style of list to have because of the combat's going. That's the, that's the only way I kind of get to tease out some information. Particularly important for the Dreadnought because I need to get it far away from anti-tank. Yeah, it's only yeah, nine yeah. wounds even though it reduces damage as a 5 pin ball. It's only nine. It's a relic contemptor. Interesting. Oh yeah, you're wrong. I'm used to redemptors that are what, It never 14? degrades, right? So that's the thing. Oh, because oh, no it's got a low profile. Okay. <clears throat> it's not about ten wounds. Math hammer, y'all. So, yeah, like we said. Tactical guy. Um, uh, the, yeah, uh, well I debate whether or not he has a place in my list still or not, but it's almost one shot mm. by a lot of things. If you get if yeah. someone like Tau or Gar, if you get a really good time. line of sight on it, it, it almost always has uh, but a very horrible death. But it could also be a good distraction card effects at that point, where it's like, hey, look at the big guy, and then you get around with your bikes or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but the the Terminators don't die to the same shit that killed that. Yeah, and or, or people just like they aren't as careful as they should be with deployment. Yeah. And so, like, one guy's hanging out from the base, and I'm like, you know, 45 inches can get you really Yeah, that's, that's reach out and touch somebody. That's yeah. really far. And people start expecting that. Because you look at Terminators, they move five. Yeah. Um, do you run teleport homers in your list or not? I do not run teleport okay. homers. They cost five points, and it's 
I'm trying to think if I've ever had a game where it... We've been like, boy, I wish I had one of so, those. So, Terminator homers, because I have had them before. Um, and also, previously, in 8th, in and I don't think in ninth, but in 8th, there was a mechanic by which Deathwing could come down next to a Ravenwing unit mm-hmm. within 6 inches. And so, right. it's a teleport Homer-esque Right, mechanic. it just it doesn't allow you to boomerang it back somewhere. Uh, you don't have to go up into... Actually, it's even slightly better because they're basically already in the teleportarium or they're already in Deep Strike. Yeah, they and they come to. down versus teleport homers, you go up and, and they come, come back, back down, down in the yeah. next movement phase. Um, I always found it to be a win more condition. If there were conditions were right for me to like charge into a character, it's yeah. a win more condition. And so it's not worth five points or even ten points in my list. Of, um, it's a fun mechanic. <laughs> It's certainly stuff you do in casual games where you just like slingshot some crazy Raven Guard character up the board. You know, there, yeah, there's ways to do it. And rips it in fucking half. Oh, I know all mm. about that, Chris. <laughs> and, but not not in a competitive sense. Like you're, you're right, making right. out all, all the points. And well, One day I'm going to pick your brain on actually trying to build a competitive list. Uh, yeah, so anyways, first game was Creations of Bile. Uh, first day was relatively poor for my army in terms of going into matches because it was GW layout. I think it's two. It's the one where there's no cover in the middle. Mm, And the way that Nova had done it is that normally you have basically two really large 12 by 12 squares that are around the center-esque of the board. You know, centrally located. They're not exactly centrally. Right, to to block off some of the fire lines. What Nova decided to do was move back all the ruins six inches from the front of those... 12-inch blocks, because GW has them at the front of the 12 inches based on deployment of the armies. No moving back everything. So you're looking, I, I think it was 24 inches by 42 inches. Uh, so something in the range of like 700 square inches of no cover. Oh, so wow, it was right just, just a killing field. I mean, I literally walked up to the first table, looked at the guy, and said, GW loves Tau, don't they? And we both just laughed. <laughs> Because that's what it was. I mean, it was just, it was, yeah, killing field. And one of the missions had an objective in the middle, and that was the point of holding. Like, that was the point of that mission. Yeah. It's the, it's the sanctuaries, I think it's banned sanctuaries, mm. where you get two points if you hold it at the end of the battle round, and then five additional, or at the end of your turn, and then five additional if you hold it at the end of the game. And so going second in that mission normally means you get to hold more. You capture it in your turn, so you get two points, and you get the five points for the end of the game. So my opponent in that game, which is the third game of Friday, um, got a 19-point swing in primary on his. Because um, he basically was like, oh, I thought I was losing so bad. And I was like, no, I knew I, I knew I had to keep the pressure up because mm-hmm. I was like, that swing was coming hard. you know. And I didn't have quite enough at the end of that game to hold it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so first game, Christians of Bile. That's uh, uh, Chaos. It's Chaos, okay. yep. So Chaos Space Marines... Abaddon, in this case, obviously, of the Bile, Christian's Bile, Master Possession, which is their Sorcerer, uh, Terminators, um, you know, Venom Crawler, and a few other things. Like, this is this is not a meta list. Yeah, yeah Space Marine say, has only a, been out a month-ish, say, this kind of six a little, weeks. A little oops all chaos. Yeah, it's all like somebody bought the Shadow Spear box. Yeah. Like, and, you know, so I, I didn't quite know. So the guy was like, I didn't, you know, ask him how long he's been playing, and he's like, when I made the joke about GW loving Tau, he's like, oh, I used to play Tau. And I was like, okay. You know? And I looked at his list and I was like, okay, so I'm clearly seeing, you know, not seeing something that he is because he had um, 
Uh, it's not a forge fiend. It's a mauler fiend. So it's the, oh, the melee. Shitty close yeah. combat. Yeah, one? It, yeah. So you had one of those. If you can somehow get it close, it can do damage, but it's not going to make um, it. But not into things that permit transhuman like terminators. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, its whole thing is it's really high strength, but it's super low AP. So I don't. Really yeah, you're like, oh, cool. Enjoy your four ups. And, yeah. Um, and so that I mean, it was a good game. I I, I won that one by a substantial margin. Um. I, I didn't quite realize. So I was I was helping the gentleman uh, with some of his new rules because he's basically saying Chaos Space Range is a new army, right. and so various things is like oh you know Abaddon's in range, so you get to reroll hits and wounds for this unit, and he's like you know, helping him with with new rules. Right. But I didn't quite realize how new he was to the game. Otherwise, I would have pointed out a few other things. I kind of <laughs> felt bad at the end of it. Like, you know, normally for most competitive players, I will do one warning of, like, core mechanics, right? So walking yeah. off an objective, like, are you sure you wanted to do that? Yeah. And that's the end of it, right? Like, that's no further in the game for core mechanics. But if it's a new yeah. army, I'm fine with constantly reminding him, you know, all the turns, Abaddon's in range, you get the reroll. You yeah. know, like, it, new army stuff is different than, like, core mechanic stuff if you're an experienced player. I don't think he was qu- quite as experienced as I understood him to be at first. Um, and, like, so I, I won by a fairly substantial margin. Next game... Um, I went into Sisters, Close Combat Sisters, uh, Repentia, who yeah. were shuttled around with a Rhino. I made, I made the mistake of not putting enough resources into killing the Rhino, which I knew was going to shuttle sister, you know, these Sister Repentias around. I got it down to one wound and no more. Oh. And, oh. and he only needed six inches to basically get it, you know, disembarked Charged and reembark. And, and yeah, so, because basically, like I said, there's this big gigantic hole in the middle. Not a single model for five rounds was put and that's, you know, seven hundred the exact same big yes. donut, essentially, for yes. three days. So, so day one is exactly the same train layout, no matter okay. the mission. Okay. Day two is exactly the same train layout, no matter the mission. And day three, should you have chosen to do the RTT. Um, because the general format of Nova is you play six games, and then the third day, you play an RTT within your bracket. Right. So if you're three and three, you get placed within the three and three bracket. And you play three games. I like really like that. I very much enjoy that mechanism. It, it like puts it's nine people games. With, the, with the same. Well, yeah, it's the nine games, but then that final bracket with all the prize board and everything. Like it's you're playing against people who have similar records and similar skill level. Theoretically, theoretically, similar skill level and similar army builds. Yes, or you're basically against someone that just got really poor matchups for say four out of their six games. Yeah, and, and they just and you're like, oh, and all of a sudden you like look at this game. and you're like, ooh, wow, like this is like the meta Necron list. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm just gonna shake your hand and go have a beer. Yeah, uh, people do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did beat Necrons the first game and the second day. <laughs> but anyway, so returning back to the second game of the, the first day, and I knew I needed to kill the Rhino, and I didn't, and that basically was the game. Because he basically obsect them, gave them plus one attack, they could advance and charge, and like he basically just loaded up. He had three of these Repentia squads, and a fantastic way of getting around Permit Transhuman of Terminators is reroll all hits and reroll all wounds. Mm. That'll do it. It does it. All you need and is a mostly naked woman with a fuck off big eviscerator, and you're good to go. Apparently, and uh, so that was a very nice game. Um, it, you know, I, I lost by twenty or something of that nature, and so that's fine. Going in third game, that was the one where it was really swingy. So it's a five objective mission. One's in the center. You're like, oh my god, like, please don't let me be against like tower or something. Yeah. It's like this is gonna suck because you you want to be in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, with no cover. Uh, I pulled GSC, really nice guy again. Um, 
I, I don't I didn't quite understand exactly how long he'd been playing, but I think he said GSC was his second army, if I remember correctly, so long enough to have had a second army. Uh, that if one, you are with your first opponent, that doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Well, that's true. <laughs> I was looking well, so I was looking at the again. So actually, um, you know, jumping a little bit to the end, you know, I, my army wants to go second because it puts things in charge range. Right. Because I move five inches, and yeah. five inches is the world to my army. If you have to move five inches towards me, like me, yeah, you know, that's me that's not having to move that five in inches is is everything. And I wanted to go second for five of the six games, and I wanted to go first against Necrons because I wanted to jump out in front of them, so they basically couldn't just, you know, claim all the objectives as Necrons. Couldn't just Necron it. Yep. Which it, and so I went first five times, all five times I didn't want to, <laughs> and then I went second the one time I didn't want to. So that's fine. Right. Because uh, in in ninth edition now, it's if you win the roll off, you go first. Correct. So yeah, it's it's no longer the plus one to your roll, so you yeah. choose. There's no there's no more choosing. I kind of like that, but at the same time, I really don't. I very much like it, except when... And they've done a very good job at moderating missions to being less swingy for first or second. Good. Except good. for the abandoned sanctuaries, where, like I said, you, you're you normally getting, you know, hold more, plus your turn for holding the center, so you're getting two extra points, plus holding the center for the five, right? So that's the, this game we're currently playing. That has yeah, that, so that, that's that, the, that's the mission primary, right? Or the mission, the tertiary objective, what do you want yeah. to call it? <clears throat> so that game went fine. Um, obviously, it's the third game. End of the day, we're both, you know, relatively tired. Uh, both looking to do well, but still play in a, you know, respectable way. Have fun. Yeah, and 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 not have a poor game. Yeah, right. Like we're, you know, it's it's very clear just with implicit how we're asking questions and and reminding you of a few things that that, you know, so everyone obviously in that event is there to win. But at the same time, you want to win in a way that, like, you, there's no feel-bads for anyone involved. Yeah, right? competitive, Yourself, but not cutthroat. Yeah. Right, you know, you're not looking back on it and feeling poor about your own behavior, and you hopefully don't make your opponent feel poor. Which I think there's there's been a pretty good push in the community there for has. the past decade or so to really try for that, mm-hmm. which I, I appreciate. So you dumpstered him in round three? <laughs> I did not dumpster him. I'm actually, I can pull up the score. I, I did win that game. So he takes meticulous notes. Instead, yeah. instead, uh, instead of our, like, yeah, hey, we played Sylvaneth, we lost um, so I, I won the game seventy-eight to seventy-one. Uh, okay, so that was actually a really close one. Yes, again because there was that nineteen-point swing for the bottom of having bottom yeah, of turn in. Hang on, actually, I pull this up. It is um, secure the sanctuaries. Yeah, so it is abandoned sanctuary. It is abandoned sanctuary mission twenty-one, hmm. where I mean you just can absolutely because almost always if you, if you're going first, if it's a board presence army and not like a glass cannon army. You know you're in a four point hole because your opponent's likely to hold more at the end because they know exactly where they have to go to hold more right. for the because you're scoring not at your command phase but at the end of your of play of your turn in round five. Right, <clears throat> and so it's it's a very strong mechanic, right? So you go second, you auto know you're in a four point hole, mm. and so you have to make up those points. Um, that can be stressful. Yeah, it sure. can be. Um, Particularly with a slow army, like a slow, you know, like I had the slow army, which is you like, had ten fast guys. I did have ten fast guys, but they <laughs> they die very quickly because um, they're not terminators. Yeah, they. Well, I mean, oh, they, so they have a if they advance and they, and their weapons are assault. That's, yeah, uh, they have their four up and vulnerable. Almost all of my games, I'm eventually using them for move blocking, which is not very point sufficient. Which is yeah. on my list. That's what scout um, bikers are for. 
Yeah, but then you break the obsec for the Dark Angel, so oh, you're in kind of a okay. tough spot. Because the, these bikers have inner circle, the keyword inner circle, okay. and so they don't take morale. Um, I'm just... I'm, Sorry to interrupt. I'm just imagining a Terminator on like a giant ATV now, like something that can actually take a hit but is fast. <laughs> just how 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 meta breaking that would be. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. That would be different. Back to the smart talk. Like like an like an entire squad <laughs> of like orc war bosses on bikes. Oh, God. oh dude, the orc war boss bike model though. We just talk about how awesome that model. Let's bring is. that back. That fucking old school forge roll model. You just get the big old fucking saw. You can still buy it. Oh, you can still buy that? Pretty sure. Oh, shit. Anyway, back to Dark Thank God I didn't see that at Nova. (laughs) So anyways, going into into second day, I'm two and one. Not not Um, a respectable start. Yeah, no, a very very nice start. Um, But round uh, game one of day two, I pull Necrons. Yeah. um, Which is not quite the medalist that that you'll see floating around. The common medalist. This was pretty beat-faced now with their updates, though, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go into day two in a minute. We still got a little bit of Friday to go. Uh, oh, shit. What, what did you do on Friday? What did you do on Friday? putting me on the spot. What did I do on Friday? All right, we'll bounce. Andrew, uh, what, what did you and I do Friday morning? Well, uh, back to what we said about Thursday night. We stayed up a bit late drinking with, bit the, late. Uh, with the Badcast boys. Friday uh, was Necromunda. Exactly. Friday was definitely a game of Necromunda. So Friday, Tony and I got up real early. It was like four, four and a half hours of sleep. And yep. we're like, oh, shit, we signed up for the Necromunda tournament. Ate some super, super greasy hotel breakfast grumpily. Uh, and then we, we rolled our asses down to the Necromunda area, and I, I did play squats for the first time, which, uh, Jesus ha- fuck. happy to report, they whip ass. Jesus um, fuck, they're mean as I, shit. So, we got down there, they gave us the primer, they gave us the sheet, they're like, here's how the tournament's gonna work, we're gonna do, you know, it's it's gonna be three games, best of, blah blah blah. Uh, you're like 14 be, people. 14 people. So, so seven games. Pretty limited. Uh, we had some pretty cool tables, but we're a little spoiled with Phil's terrain. Like, yeah. if we hadn't seen Phil's terrain, this would have been really cool terrain. It was still cool. It, it was, was still so really cool. good terrain. Like Dome Runners gets the credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all. Um, what's their? I can never remember their name. I can't remember her name, but Dome Runners yeah, is her. Yeah, uh, the, the Dome Runners podcast. Yeah, yeah, like solid, like eight out of ten. It was very good terrain. Yeah, uh, and there was also a ton of converted ash waste vehicles that we could choose from depending on our scenario. And bounty hunters, if you were bounty sure hunters, was like really prepared for this. It was, it was. They, you could tell that they they had dedicated a lot of time and effort into making Necromunda cool. And then Tony and I rolled up all you know hungover and tired. <laughs> yeah. And so they like they drew up numbers. And they're like, all right, we're gonna say names. Uh, my first one, they went by first names. I got to go first. They're like, Andrew Mitchell. Oh, okay. I'll pick that table. And then they <laughs> did the randomized chart. And, of course, I fucking drove nine and a half hours with this fucker so I could play with him again. I got yeah. Tony. <laughs> in in classic form, whenever we go to a tournament, two of us end up fucking playing each other. So I played against Tony's Condor. We did a... Uh, Dog shit out of them. Spoilers. Did a sector mechanicus. Uh, I think it was just a shoot each other mission. It wasn't yeah, special. yeah. It was it was make the other gang bottle. And so it was thirteen hundred points. Nothing too crazy. Um, so I just took a few bolters and a lot of auto guns. And man, rapid fire too. When you don't roll ammo checks is scary. Every time Andrew fired a gun, he got four or five fucking hits. And, it's and that's Condor. enough to kill a shitty toughness three unarmored it's naked trash. It's Condor, and minus one AP means a lot in Necromunda. So I just kind. Of scythe down your entire gang. Uh, I, it did what ten damage to my fucking uh, grenade launcher champion. Yeah, I, I, I he's dead. Deployed it like four successive successful shots with a bolt gun, and he was just it, it turned into vapor essentially. 
Uh, I brought my Exo Driller, which was pretty rad. He didn't do very much, but he was a really good distraction, so it kept uh, all my other guys from getting smushed. And we played for like 30 minutes, and it was pretty obvious which way the winds were going on that well, one. Well, for the third game in a row, I couldn't catch any goddamn thing on fire with my firearm. Yeah, that's cool. you, yeah, yeah, you did a lot of flame templates. Not very much happened. And then now, being kind of hungover and tired, we decided to call it and uh, go get a late breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Credit goes to Eleanor from the Dark. Eleanor, Eleanor there we go. Um, yeah, the, uh... <laughs> we bailed on Necro and decided to join our buddy Matt with yeah. a little bit of Frost That's grade. right. That yeah. uh, rekindles but my memory. Fucking... Then we rolled the injury rolls on my Necromunda guys. Andrew straight kill-killed two of my champions and then grievously wounded my leader. So, like, even if we would have continued playing, I would have had, like, a fucking 500-credit yep. gang going into it. It would have been bad. I probably would have gotten an underdog award. You would have got some hella underdog awards. I was happier getting actual... Oh, yeah, because we didn't get breaks until after. Yeah, that... Because we just, we just jammed fucking crumb bars and coffee. Yeah, in. we just rolled up some trail mix. Uh, beef oh, jerky. God. Yeah, so uh, what I took away from that is um, I'm pretty excited to play squats in Necromunda now. <laughs> they, they, they do have drawbacks. So having Rapid Fire 2, uh, that's a lot of ammo checks you have to do. One ammo check, it failed, you're out of ammo, obviously. Two ammo checks, that's a jammed weapon. Your gun just can't be used for the rest of the game. So there's a pretty high danger of not being able to use my really good guns with that game. Also, also... They have good melee weapons, but they don't have great weapon skills, so they're not the best in melee. Also, 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 they're really, really slow! They're four-inch movement at best, so I'm really good at shooting, but if I have to run forward and get an objective, I'm not going to win against them. Now, are you surprised by this by playing dwarves? This is this is me just saying, like, they're really good at shooting, and they're okay at everything else. They're not, like, the overpowered gang, so... We'll, we'll probably hear me bitching about them in a few few episodes from when I lose horribly with them. Yeah. And before anybody gives a shit about backing out of a fucking event, there were two of us. It was an even number of players, so it didn't affect anything. And when we went up and say, hey, we're real hungover, uh, Eleanor was like, I totally understand. <laughs> I have also done gaming conventions before. Have fun with the rest of your day. Yeah. But yeah, and then, uh, yeah, like Andrew said, we fucked off to go hang out with Matt with some Frostgrave. Which and that's when we played that dungeon crawler. Yeah, that, that dungeon crawl case. I mean, he, it was a Dwarven Forge train, correct? It was. It was beautiful. It was everything he fucking put yeah, out. Yeah, you can tell this guy put tons of effort into running this. He was very passionate about it. He built all kinds of gangs. He had he had warbands ready to go in case you just wanted to roll up and play. He had uh, the statistics laid out. He had all the, the spells and everything ready to go. He had the bestiary. He had, what, eight maps? Six maps, something like that. Then he had those sixteen-bit uh, little uh, cards yeah. for his weapon. Printed out cards for pull. all of the magic weapons yeah. and stuff you could get. Like this guy was prepared to have fun. And a uh, bonus note: if you're on our Patreon and have Discord access, Casey was actually cool enough to join our Discord, and he posted the campaign that he wrote for that on there as a downloadable file, which I am super down with playing. I am as well because it's really well done. It's a uh, Mushroom Men versus Eldritch Horrors, which I, I have the Mushroom Men, and I was we an Eldritch did, Horror. Yeah, and we, Andrew and I were Eldritch Horrors, so we gotta get a fourth. So guess Danielle's gonna be a Mushroom person. Yeah. She's gonna deal with it. <laughs> I mean, you can join unless us. Chris wants to play. But it no. was it was neat to, <laughs> to play that dungeon so board, mm-hmm. and that was something that he put together last minute, and uh, it was you and me who played, right? Yeah, we, we played it, and he asked for our suggestions on yeah, that. Yeah, and, and he took those suggestions cool. to heart, and he changed them to the next day we came back. Yeah, Active feedback, which yeah, was really Yeah, it cool. was great. Um, I played against a guy whose name I don't remember, but... Oh, Grenade guy? No, 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 you played Grenade Guy. That was next day. Um, I played against a, a gentleman who... Uh, was it Sebastian? I think that was his name. Oh, the younger kid? Younger guy. Yeah, that was Sebastian. Uh, boy, was that a fucking slap fight. So, 
<laughs> so the objective for me was I we had we drew specific objectives. We had to do certain things. So he had to find a magical geyser, and I had to find my ancestor's sarcophagus. And all I had to do was drag the fucking sarcophagus off the map. It was a really low strength check. All I had to do was roll a twelve. So of course, for four fucking rounds, I couldn't roll above a five, no matter what I did. And then he did the thing with the magical geyser, which went off. Which, if you're within twelve inches of it, everybody on the map is just blind. So we're essentially just slap fighting each other for the rest of the game while everybody's trying to get rid of the blindness. It was ridiculous. I ended up killing his wizard. And the only reason I did that was because he decided to charge in because it's kind of kind of bad form to go for someone's wizard. Yeah. But he kind of totally earned it, so I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> and I ended up winning, like by the skin of my teeth. Uh, got a shitload of money. I'm, I'm pretty well off. I kept that gang, so they're, they're coming uh, back. I, I remember mine we played uh, last night, so it was fun. Yeah, so I, I got some good items and a decent chunk of change whenever we, we play again here. I rolled for shit on my treasure rolls last night, though. I got like three treasures and like 130 gold. In, and like or two three, potions. Three, three, yeah, it was three potions and like 120 gold off three treasure rolls. Oh, it was so bad. I got so lucky with my gold rolls because I got it was like... Um, D20 times 10 for my first gold roll. So I rolled an 18. And then I, I got a five. And then I got a D20 times 20 and I rolled a 15. So I was I was really well You're off for a while. For cash. Yeah, so that was that was pretty nice. Uh, Matt, you want to talk about our game a little bit that we played uh Frostgrave on Friday? Yeah, I mean you you got the the good end of the stick with that one with I, the dungeon I, I roll did, layout did. and uh where you got to um yeah, I had treasure in all three Deploy. of them. Deploy. You, you got the rooms that had the significant uh, yeah. rewards. But, but one also, of my guys melted because he touched a statue. <laughs> you that had, happened the second time I played that map, too. The higher rewards, but also the higher, uh, the higher pay to get there. Yeah, yeah higher risk. Um, the, the one HP skeleton that four people in my gang were slapping at for three turns. Yeah, the more that I play Frostgrave, the more I realize that there's a lot of customization that I want to prepare to start doing for our games. So I, I I, I like the random encounters and the NPCs. I think that it, it makes it a, a little bit less uh, head-to-head competitive games yeah. and a little bit more of just, you know, focusing on what's in front of you and then conveniently screwing somebody else in the process if you can. Um, but uh, that was that was a casual game as it always seems to be with you and me on that. Uh, I can't say the same for Andrew and I. Well, it's because Andrew's a fucking instigator. I do. <laughs> You instigate. We've established. You wait for my treasure chest. Oh wait a minute! That you, was no, no, my treasure from him first. That was my fucking treasure chest. <laughs> but it was it was a casual game and it was good and it ended well. And um, we there's a there's like a door in the middle that separates the two halves of the dungeon. And we both had a mutually assured destruction guy standing on either side of the door. It's like one person opens and everyone dies on both sides. Yeah. And then, but but it was really neat to see Casey uh, made some wonderful changes to that uh, that that scenario, and and I think I think I, I'm disappointed mildly that I didn't get to play it again to see how those changes worked out, and I don't think you did either. I did. I played it again when uh, I taught Michael Frostgrave on Sunday. Yeah. And how Sunday. how did it play out? Uh, great. The the changes changed a lot. Um, there was a guaranteed treasure in all six of the rooms, pretty uh-huh. much. Um. The monsters in this room got harder to kill on the side that I was yeah. on. Statue still fucking melted me. And then instead of having a door, it was a uh, it was like a four inch open hole there. What about middle. what about the prisoner? A uh, prisoner. He had ghouls guarding it, and there yeah. was a guarantee. There wasn't always a prisoner there, but there was always a treasure token there, and there was the chance of the prisoner. Nice. So it was well done. It was well well changed. Uh, and I know Joseph, you've been a little quiet over there. You want to talk about what we did on Friday night because you came in on Friday. Yeah, so Friday night was the big laser tag tournament. Oh, 
it was uh yeah. they they had these yeah. yeah they had these really cool uh laser the 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 light guns they had were themed after what was it they were uh, orc rifles and then the imperial guard rifles they they actually looked pretty good they behaved differently they fired differently but we were we went into this thinking oh this will be a fun like hour or two and we ended up starting it like eight and we were there until one thirty in the morning <laughs> did you mention joseph that you and i both were on the impression this was like a one-off game <laughs> i told yeah, you I, both it was a tournament so, so I, I knew it was a tournament going into it. A bottle of water in my back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how well I would have done if you were wearing fucking shoes, you dick. <laughs> I was aware it was a tournament going into it. I just didn't know how long it would last or how fun it would be. Uh, but it was a it was a blast. And was, of the four teams that stuck around till the end, we all got prizes. It was pretty cool. It was, uh, but yeah, that was Friday night. It was a lot of fucking fun. Yeah, it was but, great. Yeah, so. Uh, so to start with, there were nine teams? Something like that. I think it was At nine least. teams, because one team got a bye. Um, we were playing the champions from the previous day. Yeah, and we, we beat them close in the first game. Uh, that was for the seeding bracket, so we ended up being second seed in the, um, well, I guess the initial bracket, we ended up being second We played seed. Orcs first. Yeah, we played as the Orcs Cause, first. Because it's, it's kind of based on, it's based on the Kill Team rules, essentially. Right. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. based on the, the first scenario from the Kill Team book in the Kill Team box set. Just three points you're trying to capture. So you hold the point by shooting it, the other team shoots it, they get that point. Uh, it's really hard to hit all but the center point from decently far away. Uh, the center point, there are a couple of firing lines you can hit on. But the Orc team is tougher. Their guns do more damage. But they've got a six or seven second reload time on and less accuracy, and they're way, way less accurate. Way less accurate. Uh, the imperial side has las guns, and they have less health. The las guns do less damage, uh, reload fast and fire fast, and they are pinpoint accurate. And, and they can switch between semi and full auto, which which means no you such, just shoot on full there's auto. There's no such thing as semi auto. It's just there for yeah, fun. I mean, <laughs> why I didn't even use semi auto to shoot at the points. Yeah, exactly. Because I had a second and a half reload. I just magged up. So Joseph just stepped in, met me for the first time, <laughs> and we went. Yeah. Yep, just went full hog on the kill yeah, He got off the plane. I think we stuck a beer in his hand, and then we went to play laser tag. Not oh, no. We no, took shots. shots. That's right. We took shots, we took shots, shots to out of our Age of Sigmar shot classes. Because <laughs> we are still riding high on the wind from the night before. Yeah, so I brought some whiskey, and we enjoyed it beforehand. <laughs> Yeah, so so we played the team that was undefeated the night before and beat them. Which were the um, the Nova the, staff. It was the Nova staff, the guys who have played with those, and uh, Aiden, the kid who was an absolute beast at laser. So day. to put in perspective, uh, Aiden is not only better than everybody else at Kill Team; he is echelons better at, yeah. than everyone at Kill Team. He's legitimately like three thousand percent better than everyone else. Like everybody was getting like oh two three kills a game, he'd come up with thirty. 40. Like, this, this kid was, was a wizard. Stupid. And, like, they, they said they had brackets for everybody, and he was far and away every better than everyone else in the country when they started setting up this kill team, so. Yeah, so. So, so we, we beat them as orcs. That makes me think, how bad were the rest of the team? <laughs> well, they were human sized, so they were easier to hit. That's fair. Now, we, we did find by the end of this that orcs were pretty much a guaranteed win, unless you had really, really good teamwork as the We won as Imperium twice. Yeah, that's what I said, really good teamwork. That's fair, yeah. We actually strategized and screamed wah so many times that I sounded like a Muppet by the end of it. <laughs> where where was jo- Joseph? Where were you in playing in 
majority of the campaign with us. Were you like playing midpoint? Oh, geez, I don't remember. As orcs, I was like off to the side shooting people from the side. Yeah, he, then... usually when we did orcs, I would cover center and he would cover my back in their far point. Yeah, and then as Imperium, I was playing middle that far point in the corner that was just like the killing field. Yeah. I remember running into Andrew. Oh, there were so many times we almost took each other out. (laughs) Orcs, you and I were doing a lot of head-to-head. Yeah, Yeah. uh, because you and I kept going back and forth to that one corner objective. So as soon as one of us would die, the other would respawn and just change out, essentially. I think we both almost rifle-butted each other. (laughs) It was hard not to, because they they, they were trying to be safe about it, and they're like, oh, you have to walk, you you know, you can't hit people with, you know, the guns or anything. And it's just kind of like, oh, but I want to kill, I'm playing an orc. Yes. So I was, I was, I had to overcome the orky instinct. Yeah. So, and were you wearing Joseph that wonderful suit? Oh no, no that was the next day. Okay, that that was. That was oh, you didn't have your jumpsuit. Amazing. On, so. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> I was thinking suit. I'm like, what yeah, I was too. I was Great like, did Joseph wear a suit? It's like a pit, uh, like a pit. Yeah, mechanic. he was. He was our pit crew on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. That's a perfect but, uh, transition into Saturday. Well, well we we still remember I'm talking about yeah. Friday. <laughs> So, so we go we go into the actual first elimination bracket, uh, and second seed plays against it's like eight seed, which ironically was the exact same team we just played against. And we won again. And we won again, Demolished so it wasn't a fluke. Yeah, and we played as the Imperium this time, which is the harder team to win with, and we dumpster them. Yeah, and they had a fifth player, so yeah. we needed another fifth yeah. player, and so the guy who was hosting the event jumped in and made a quick point of validating that he was an ex-Marine or an yeah. ex-Armed Forces, and that he got wild and crazy when he played this game. Just bare warning. Yeah. That might be why we won. Oh, we destroyed him. <laughs> yeah. I think we would have won, but I think he's the reason we, we won. Yeah. <laughs> so after winning that one, we went into the quarterfinals, where we uh, we were orcs again. And that was that was a close game, I think, the next one. Yeah, it was definitely one of the closer matches. Yeah. Had. That was like, ooh, that was that was that was a close one. Skin of our tusks. Yeah, uh, the semifinal we were, we were orcs again. We were orcs again in the semis. Yeah, uh, that one we we smashed in. And then the finals. Then the finals. Then the finals oh, where I, I let us all down. I failed the rock paper scissors to get orcs again, so we had to play Astra Militarum, and we lost yeah. unfortunately. All right, so I'm gonna have to come clean with something, and I'm just gonna have to. Admit to. I swear you're going to say you like the last guns better. Isn't nope. It? Okay, good. Y- y'all are going to ban me from the podcast. But... We're just going to mute every bit of audio he's got. So as we began the game, I was taking the right objective. It was a good 20 seconds before I realized I had to shoot it first. Oh, well, we oh. still lost by 30 seconds. We lost so. by a lot. So yeah, yeah we lost by like 30 quite seconds. Enough. So I was definitely don't take the heat from it, Andrew. I definitely was involved with the loss. So. You know, but that 20 seconds still would have put us in a loss. It's so. a team effort, so, you know. Yeah. Just wanted to admit but it. We had a fucking blast. We had a blast. Oh, God, and yeah. So, they had a thing where top three won a prize, so we were dedicated to it because we started doing well, and we're like, shit, we gotta get into this. Yeah. But they also had, essentially, the Team Spirit Award. So, if a team was able to, like, because they would let us come in on the edges and, like, 
heckle people and cheer for people while the game was going on. And we stuck around for every goddamn Yeah, match. we were in that shit for... Tony won that single-handedly. Oh, yeah, because if you if you, if you won the Team lady. Spirit Award, you got a prize. And we're like, we're getting something. We're <laughs> careful <we're talking laughs> Because we did not expect to actually go... In. Yeah. We expected to lose first round. We, we, we were either going to get the Team Spirit Award or we are going to get top three. And we got top... T- we got two. We got so. second place. And we would have got Team Spirit if we didn't get to... Them yeah. too. We were we were far and away the most uh, uh, shouty team for sure, because uh, orcs is my boys, and there's yeah. not really you can shout for the emperor, but there's really not much of a good battle cry for the the. the hey, hey, when we played the Imperium, I got them to chant dice like ice for. That us. was pretty gratifying. <laughs> yeah, it really yeah, was. The whole the whole uh, like freaking ten people chanting dice like ice. Yeah, the whole squad just shouting at us. That was, was pretty nice because uh, that was our team name, of course. Yeah, uh, I was doing a lot of Starship Trooper quotes because oh yeah, as I you mean, do. you know. Joseph, what was the what was the team name that everybody thought it was? Dice Slice. Uh, ice. Yeah, <laughs> ice, ice Slice. Ice Slice. <laughs> Look, I've got bad handwriting, and they took two words out of it. Yeah, that was, that's bad handwriting. <laughs> but yeah, so we got we got second, and we won uh, some kill team boxes, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so uh, Team Spirit Award ended up getting a Joy Toy Death Watch Intercessor, which was also really cool. That's a really cool prize. Uh, third place got the box of like four intercessor joy toys, which Matt would have been way happier with us getting third yes, place. Yes. Uh, we got second, which got us the basic kill team starter set. That's the orcs, the Imperium, the rules, and all that stuff, and a little bit of terrain. mostly like the barricades. Yeah. Uh, so that was the second orc kill team I got that weekend because I got the big no. I got one of the Nova swag bags that had a bunch of shit in it. Um, and then first place got the proper kill got, team. Yeah, the the box set that, that I bought that comes with all the terrain and everything. And boy, am I glad we didn't have to shuffle that we back. We wouldn't up. have had room in the car for those. Yeah, that was. That, that would have been we opened those boxes and just put fucking sprues in the car. But it was super fun. And oh, the most gratifying thing, I got to ask Mike Brandt to his face, what the <laughs> fuck was up with that stupid measurement system for kill team? Which, it was kind of a pithy question. And he actually gave us like a well thought out answer, talking about how. Uh, how they wanted to reach out to like the board game crowd who don't necessarily think in inches like uh, war gamers do, and then he's like, "Oh, the shapes. This was peak peak COVID, so the the reason the shapes were in use was because that's what Google Docs had." And then we asked, "Oh, well, why doesn't it measure up like three inches to a triangle, four inches to a square?" And he's like, "Oh, that's an oversight." And I'm like, "What the fuck? Why? That's the dumbest oversight. It broke the game for me." <laughs> I assume you guys have talked about this on your podcast before. Oh. Oh, We've God. talked about the issue. Triangle, talk- circle, yeah. square. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the running joke is that when something's good, we call it a circle out of a uh, circle out of hexagon. Yeah, or circle out of pentagon. Yeah, no. So it's- I don't. I don't think Chris knows what we're talking about. Kill team measurements. Forty k background, warhammer background. Everything is by inches, right? Yeah. So kill team to to, to go for the board game crowd, which we did. Yeah. Which I actually did see last night with Danielle trying to like learn how to manipulate a tape measure around stuff. She was enthralled with you bending. Yeah, I was like, because I yeah. fucking used tape measures my entire life because you know yeah. my dad worked construction, so I did that as a kid too. But like bending it around terrain, she was just mesmerized. Yeah. Uh, but the kill team templates, template, yeah. I guess yeah. for lack of a better term, have shapes on them. So all of the stats are by shapes. The templates are good, the but, templates but are, yeah. But the templates measure up to forty k stuff. Like the full template is six inches. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a one inch, a three inch, and a six inch. But the shapes are wrong. The triangle is not three inches. The square is not four inches. Yeah, the the what is it? It's the triangle is two inch or is one inch. Yep. The circle is two inches. Uh, four inches is the other one right? Something like that. 
I don't know. Cause no, I it's three. Two it's games because the fact that like, we don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's kind square. Of square is not four inches. It's like three inches. And then pentagon is six inches, not hexagon. And you can see why I, I pithily asked the guy who invented the rules, hey, why are the rules stupid? You know, maybe you would have fixed it if you were getting those $16, Andrew. I do still owe him $16. But you were satisfied with his explanation. No, he, he legitimately it was, it had was a, a well-thought-out answer. It was just dumb that, that that oversight is the reason I don't play Guilty. <laughs> because my brain will not wrap around those fucking shapes. Uh, but, great day overall. Yeah. Laser Tag was a ton of fun. I, I If they do it again, I will do it again. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, and then we rolled into Saturday, which I think at this point was three straight days of me, Matt, and Andrew drinking. <sighs> it was it was getting a, you know, when you're in your 30s and you don't sleep much, it starts to suck. 30s? Yeah. I mean, the fuck y'all talk about 30s? I don't, I don't care about you, old man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you woke up every morning, so we did our job. <laughs> 30s. So, Saturday, me, Chris, or no, me, Andrew, and Matt all played Slaughter Day Blood Bowl. And Joseph was our pit crew for that. Yep, he had snacks, he had he had ibuprofen, he had everything. He was ready to go. He kept Andrew from flipping the tables. Diapers. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, My job uh, was every 30 uh, minutes to feed you? each of them a throat lozenge because we had thrown our voices out screaming wah the night before. So much. I, I didn't get my voice back until like Thursday. Joseph <laughs> was the man on the spot. He was. Yeah, halls. Yeah. Come on, like you got water? <laughs> Have you eaten today? <laughs> hey, Matthew, here's that Kleenex. Uh, so, who, who do we want to start? What games do we want to? Let's go with uh, first? let's talk. Let's talk a little 40k with the GT. Since it's oh yeah, back to the GT. So we're still on Friday. All right. No, we're on Saturday we're on now. Saturday. Oh, we're on Saturday. Yeah, you're right. Bring, so bring going into Saturday, you're rocking two and one. Two and one. So my intention, or what I expected, was three and three with the tournament. So I'm not playing a particularly strong army. It's not a particularly weak army right now. I'm not a new player. Three and three is my intention. At the right. four and two is my stretch goal. So I'm two and one. I'm thinking, okay, you're all looking, I gotta do is win one. Point. Right, and I'll, I'll met my goal with a little bit of luck because uh, it's like many tournaments. It's it's a it's adaptive pairing, right? So if you win, you're against other winners. Right. If you lose, you're against other losers. So now you're playing against two and one guys. Going I'm now games. playing with people that are at least two and one. Okay. You know, if not like the odd three and yeah, know, three and zero player, or someone that's one and two but lost by very close yeah, because it's spread. all by point spread, correct? Not necessarily win loss. No, it's it's win loss path, but if there's an uneven pairing, it there'll be a couple uneven okay. pairings, and then people drop. And yeah, so, yeah, so it's it gets, okay. But learning is a group. And uh, that was the Necron army. Yeah. So it wasn't quite the meta army that you've seen. It had this crazy model Tesseract vault, which is like that's one of these big, big tombs that's like model. exploded apart, and there's like a Catan-esque spirit in the middle. Yeah, that's the one where uh, if you go on the Games Workshop site, you can see the armatures holding the monolith parts bending because it's so big. Yeah, yeah that's that's probably one of the largest GW plastic models. It's up there. Like it's it's bane blade sized on a flying stand. Yeah, it's. Are you talking about that Necron? The, the Tesseract, the big explosion. It was insane. Yeah, I hate that fucking model. I think it looks cool. It's just wow, that thing is precarious. It can look cool if it's painted really well, but if it's not painted really well, it just looks odd. These weren't. They weren't painted very well, though. If I remember correctly, they're painted fine. I mean, they're, yeah, painted they're, they're, they're for a time. higher tournament standard. You know, because even even my models, even though I. We'll spend time on models that I really like. 
I definitely have my tournament models because I know I'm going to be throwing them around. Yeah. That's and true. so these are the things that I'm speed painting that I don't care if they get scratched, if they get... But they're all the tabletop standards. Too. Oh, God. Like, they're yeah. all still good-looking models. Oh, my. I'm going to let you make everyone across because no one wants to lose their 10 points. Yeah, for yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but generally, I feel like most of the armies I saw up there were at least, like, a solid tabletop standard. Oh, yeah. Like, you wouldn't look at me like, ah. They don't want to lose their 10 points. What do you mean? Uh, so you get... 10 points for meeting the painting minimums. And what is a painting minimum at GW's GT? Uh, three colors. Looking as though they're supposed to be three colors. Yeah, you can't just like draw them on the Obviously arm. You can't you just draw three stripes on a primed model's arm. Yeah. Which means uh, a textured oh. base. And then a painted black rim. Okay. So it, it's expectations that we all live up to. It's reasonable. Yeah. yeah it, it was, it's on GW's push to make the events. Ready. Yeah. To make the events look better and look nicer. Because, like, if you see pictures of a GT and it's the top two armies and they're just gray plastic, no one's going to get into the hobby. But if it's these two nicely painted armies on a beautiful table, you're just like, oh, man, I want to play this. I just didn't know what this shockingly enough. There were a lot of competitive people who were very annoyed about it. (laughs) Yeah, there were. Yeah, they kissed their ass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think technically there's supposed to be a wash in there, but... Like, even though mine are washed, like it's such a light wash. Though. Yeah, you just—it's it, done simply to say that you've done it, like you know, with with honesty. Not real miles. Like my my fluff army looks substantially better than my than my you know. Turn yeah, your semi is beautiful. And so, anyways, that was a serious loss. Like that was a <laughs> that was a handshake halfway through the second round Ooh. and talking the rest of it out. Like, it was the one game that I wanted to go first, but I didn't go first, yeah, okay. and it was a six-objective mission, which is already favoring him, because one of the Necron missions, you have to pick three no-man's-land objective for them to hold at the end of their turn, so it's like a better stranglehold, which is um, old, three or more. Yeah. The old time, that secondary's gone now. And... It was, it was a handshake halfway through the second turn. In mind. You and just we had more time for lunch. Yeah, I did have more time for lunch. There we go. Um, we ate the, the grease. I would say the food trucks. Good. I would say the food trucks were nowhere near as busy, and I was very appreciative that I got to have a much calmer lunch. Than, you know, than <laughs> so running away from my food, like yeah, say putting, you know, putting a you know a personal pizza or a Philly cheesesteak in your stomach in ten minutes and then going and playing forty k. Shockingly good personal pizza from a food truck, though. Oh, that was very good. There were, there were good food trucks all around. Yeah, they were solid. I mean, everything pales in comparison to our final night. Yeah, we'll get there. The food in general, I have to say, at the restaurants mm-hmm. and the bar was was above my expectations. I was, I was happy with the fish and chips. Fish and chips, chips, chips were okay. For what they were going through to produce that food and that yeah. production level, they yeah, did they were, they were not slammed. staffed. <laughs> Which, I get it. Matt and I are both in the industry. We get it, so... Yeah, yeah. I normally do, do Dragon Con on Labor Day, so uh, the food situation is way worse. And Gen Con is about my 12th year, and I'll tell you what, it's it's like a fucking roll of the dice with that one. It's like me playing a- Age of Sigmar. <laughs> so. Yeah. so, that's fine. I took a hard loss. Yeah. That one. Uh, my only solace was that it was not quite the hard loss that the first guy took in the first game. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that was, I did better. You can lose as long as somebody loses worse. There's, there's some solace in that, which is the competitive nature. So now I'm 2-2. Two two. Um, I then rock into Night Lords, who I've never played before. This is in the Chaos Space Marine faction. Yeah, that's that's not a metal list either, really, is it? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a weird skew list, because they have debuffs for your leadership. Hmm. And if they can get your leadership, I believe it's 
six or below. I'm pretty sure it's six or below. They get plus one to wound. Mm. Which, into my army, are already being leadership nine, because it's the vast majority of which is Terminators or characters, you know, who are Terminators as well. Doesn't really do anything for them, plus permit transhuman. So I'm yeah. like, you know, I think it's like, oh, that three becomes a, you know, I'm like, no, it's a native, you know, it's not a, it's, it's transhuman. Yeah, it's, it's specifically a right. die roll for a plus. So. And uh, that was a good game. It was close. I, I did lose it, but it was less than 10, if I recall correctly. And um, that was a very tiring game. Uh, I was very tired at that point. There were definitely some mistakes on my part. But that's just yeah. where the world goes. The grease, what happens, the grease bucket was getting to. Yeah, <laughs> what happens when you play five games of 40k in 30 hours? Um, and there was a bit of uh, mid-table angst, is what I call it. Like where, you know, I, I'm I'm really gunning for three and three, right? Like I, I really want this three and three, so I want a win. Night Lords, where their mechanics are about these pluses to wound, and so twos become threes, which then you know high-strength weapons are, are wounding where they normally wouldn't. But they're not into my Terminators, right? Like, I have a very natural counter. I had some very poor target priority. So, so you played it a little fast and loose as to what you should have with your... With your uh, not necessarily fast and loose. It's it, it, it's more just I was forgetting some rules. There were some points yeah. that that he scored at the end that retrospectively the rules didn't allow. You're not allowed to advance an action. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, you know, he's like, I'm going to advance these and raise a banner. And I just didn't remember that. And so... Um, but probably an honest mistake, not Oh, no, 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 absolutely, 100%. No. I didn't catch it, he didn't catch it. Like, we're, neither of us are in any way, shape, or form, cool. like, um, I'm It's not in often when you go to these kind of big tournaments that you see that much malice. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, usually when people get that much money to compete in something, they yeah. want to do it right. So. Um, I'm, I think there's one game that I've ever had like that where I'm just like, this, you know. I simply want to be done. This fuck guy. Yeah, just puts yeah. a sour taste in your mouth. Right, and and no, no. So absolutely, but but like we're both like at that that mid tier, you know, because he's the, not that I directly asked him, but there's just the way in which he's rolling very proficiently, pulling things out very yeah. quickly, you know, like explaining things in in correct jargon, and you know, like various things where you can tell that he's uh, a veteran competitive player, and um, we have that mid tier length. Right? We both want to be that three and three. Yeah, you know, this is a very good game for each of us to win, mm. you know, and kind of a thing. So there was, um, they're both tired. Uh, so anyways, he, he pulled out the win. Um, so congrats to him. And so now I'm, what at that point, two, two and three? three? Two and three, yeah. Yeah. So I pull a guard army uh, for my sixth game, and I had zero respect for guard shooting. That's because he's used to playing me, who sucks. Um, and so, so I apologize for not I, setting you up for this game. I, I took a very, very hard but very good lesson moving forward of I wanted the sixth game to be over, mm-hmm. and I said, I have Terminators, and I don't care about your army. I'm simply going to roll over them, and I did not. The auto-wounding on six to hit is savage. Not, not what he had. Really? Um, what did he run? I'm curious about this because I'm a guard. It was Manicore, two tanks, and then a shit ton of obsec little squads that kept deep striking with flamers, and there's a strategy on the Oh, Scion. He did Scion spam. And I was not prepared for it, and then I I forgot some of my stuff. Like, cause, so, guard indirect shooting currently does not take the minus one to hit that other right. armies do. Um, very, like, I forgot that on my bikes, I if they advance, I have a stratagem that I can pay to have minus one to hit, and that would have helped save my bikes and that objective, you know, for two more turns, because he would have had to whittle them away, takes fire away from my terminator, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Did, right. did you run two mana cores? 
Uh, he ran two mana cores. So there's two full payload mana cores. Correct. Demolisher tank commanders? Yep. Okay. Uh, and then he ran, Strong Scions. Yeah, I was about to say, he ran four characters, so I took uh, Assassinate, which he varied his characters. I got the two of them. Um, and I should have gotten to the third tank commander. It, it, it's hard to bring down infantry guard characters, because they're real easy to hide. Yeah. And uh, he, he had to pull them out because I was deep striking, and so I... I I, one of my what I didn't mention was one of my characters a Ravenwing champion, which I have a relic sword on. So oh yeah, the fuck you sword. Six, because I say six attacks on the charge and into characters, which is why assassinate can sometimes be a viable target, particularly if it's three win models. Um, he fights first against characters. He's minus one to hit and return, and he rerolls wounds against characters. So he's hitting oh, on yeah. twos, strength seven, and you know, so he's wounding on twos, and if you roll in your ones, you get to reroll it, right? So. Mm. And it's minus three, minus four in the Assault Doctrine, because that's normally where I sit with yeah. the Terminators. And then flat three damage, right? So I only have to have one to go through to kill these little, little tiny yeah, models. Little I'd never even seen the models before. Yeah. Um, they were like Psyker things. I don't know. Oh, he ran Primaris Psykers? He did, yeah. And yeah, those guys are anyway, so a big I, pain in the ass. I took a Psychic Secondary because I have a really strong Psyker and he's really weak Psykers, and I wanted to be in the middle of the board anyways because where an objective was, and I wanted to muscle him out of it. But I only put up one Terminator squad to protect this guy. His shooting got through the one Terminator squad and he killed my Psyker. So I got three points for that secondary, and mm. that's just really uphill battle. He got second. Uh, yeah, so he got bottom of the turn. You know, so again, I'm already in a four-point hole. I now have no access to 12 points because I was an Psyker, idiot. Yeah. And I just was like, I don't care. It's one Terminator squad. You know, my my Psyker is already himself a Terminator with a four-up and vulnerable and transhuman because he's definitely infantry. Yeah, but the Manicore missile don't fucking care. So, anyways, I learned a very good lesson. That was that was me wanting that game to be over and not respecting my opponent. And he took it seriously, and I did not. And I learned an incredibly valuable lesson that, like, you know, I cannot just, you know, so Guard is one of the only current existing faction that doesn't have a codex from Knight. Oh yeah, it's well, aware. right? <laughs> so you know, Voton is it is, new. It is the oldest codex floating around right now by margins. Um, although Deathwing, or sorry, not Deathwing, but Dark Angels are second now because they were the first to come out with Necrons and Space Marines. Um, they were actually just first. Yeah, was... but they came out around Indominus. They did. Guard was the third codex of eighth edition. Yes, that's also true. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that much of a gap. Yeah, so like, Guard came out in like the September after eighth drop. That's, that's like fucking twenty nineteen years. Yeah, no, twenty eighteen. And that long? It's quite 2018, that long. yeah. Four years? Okay. 2017 yeah. or 2018. Yeah. It's an old codex. It is, because he was doing stuff, it. and I was like, and I was like, aren't those command phase powers? And he's like, dude, Guard doesn't have a command phase, technically. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess they don't. Like, you know, it just, it just that yeah. kind of a, a feel to it, and I just, anyways, he was a very nice guy, um, and I I don't think I lost by too much, but I just, I didn't, I didn't have a hole, or the, the hole I dug myself into, I could not. It was hard to from. get out of. And, and it's, it's, it was actually, you know, retrospectively an excellent lesson. Yeah, so 66 to 81, it wasn't a huge... I mean, given that, like, he got bottom of bottom of turn. Yeah. I'm sorry, excuse me, bottom of round. And killed my psycho the first turn, so I only got three yeah, points. Yeah, that's brutal. It's, um, as a card player, it's hard to wipe a whole squad of Terminators and right. a Terminator. so you're already looking at a 16-point deficit, right? So, like, yeah. basically 84 is my max score. Or, you know, yeah, if you're yeah, not exactly... Yeah. 88 is my max score. Yeah, 88 is my max score, but... Yeah, but um, that's if you play the entire rest of the right. game. And you already know that he's going to guarantee the the primary. He's basically going to max the primary on this mission. Um, so it, it's effectively that. And back to our 
last episode's conversation about GW reusing names, Primaris Psychers and Primaris Space Marines. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but Primaris isn't really as big of one as fucking Chthonian. Chthonian Abominant. Chthonian Berserk. God, Get some new words, Games Workshop. Oh, well, they used every name that starts with an I for the fucking Space Marines. Boy, did they. Intercessors, Interlopers, Interdictors, fucking Invictors. <laughs> Shit. So yeah, anyway. so that was my day. So I ended up two and four, which was um, a, a little bit of a hit because I like I you know I took those two losses, and so now I'm, I'm down with individuals that are in the, the two and three bracket as well. Um, and I looked and I was like, guard, guard. I beat the shit out of Tony's guard on a regular basis. Look at fucking easy. And yeah, no, there's <laughs> a reason our podcast is called Dice Like yeah. His podcast is probably called Hey, I Win with Guard Occasionally. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he went three and three podcast. for the tournament. Yeah. yeah, so he 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 took the record that I wanted, and you know, congrats to him. Yeah, <laughs> that motherfucker. Bitch with your scion bullshit. Then, uh, then Saturday, the rest of us rolled into Blood Bowl. Slot of day. Matt, how'd uh, how'd your Blood Bowl first game go? Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was great. I was on table five, and uh, I was playing against a, a fellow uh, Kingdom Death monster player who was wearing a shirt. Not nearly as cool as mine. But, Were you uh, also wearing a Kingdom Death shirt? I was. Night? I was wearing wow. my Gorn Match shirt. Made in heaven. He was wearing yeah. that rare shirt that he was talking yeah. about. Yeah. The yeah. Chase rare shirt that you get out of the certain booster packs. Yeah, I, I, I felt his, his um, envy. And then he, I also felt his wrath that he was going to put on me afterwards. <laughs> Seething um, with jealousy the whole time. Yeah. So, my, no, my first game was, uh, was good. I think between the uh, bundle of nerves that I was and then my uh, natural shitty ass dice rolls that I have <laughs> um, put me into a standing of uh, at the end of the game uh, five to zero I think it was a uh, it was a record of, of loss um, but he was also uh, one of the top players I think he, he ended up placing in the top seven yeah. of the tournament he was exceptionally played um, was it slam uh, yeah he did lizardman right yeah 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 and uh, they were super slippery super fast and those things uh, are ridiculous. It was, it was, it was, I, I was really uh, taken back and respectful of the fact that I watched him almost make a touchdown on almost every play. I mean, I, he, <laughs> he would make, he would make something out of nothing and it really kind of grew the depths of the game for me and respect for the game for me and to understand that there's so much possibility of shenanigans and um, strategy that, you know, for such a simple game. Easy to learn, hard to master. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Um, so that, that was my first game. And then um, second game, I believe, was against Michael, your yeah. buddy Michael. Yes. I, uh, my, my favorite part to come out of your first game was Joseph asking if there was a mercy rule. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first game. Uh, but, you know, in... in, in I, I, I was... was what was, How many games did we play? Three? Three. three. I was 0-3. But right, he, he so was a, he was a good opponent though. Like he was every every single person I played against was yeah. was a phenomenal. I, I didn't meet a single like shitty person no. in this except for the drunken frat guys at Kill Team. But they lost horribly. But they lost horribly. So, so it was okay. fuck. And that wasn't even the same thing. But the Blood Bowl um, teams that I played against uh, were all fun. Michael was great. Um, he did Skaven, right? Yeah, he did yeah, Skaven. Skaven, and it wasn't I. So you had, you I had two fast teams back to back. I think yeah. I had one on the board. Maybe I had one on the board. Maybe I didn't. I don't. It doesn't matter. I lost. Yeah, I think it was it was a two to one. I think. Right? Mm, you know what? I think it was two to zero. 
I thought you scored one. I, I did on the last game. It was on the last game. The last game I played a Sunty team. Uh, they played the Goblins, which was super fun. That was super fun. The third game, the last game, was um, against the bottom of the barrel other team, uh, and I was the tied with him as the bottom of the barrel team. I think it was table 19 at that point. And uh, you guys were table 18 and table 17. Yes, we were. So you guys were real close <laughs> we by. Were, we, we were, were right real, on. We were real good at level. Was that the moment that I saw you throw your hat? I <laughs> gently tossed my hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry to throw that in there. No, that, I, was, I, uh, that, was, that was round two. That, that, was, was, that. that was a we'll, very pivotal moment we'll to, get to there. see that. We'll and, get there. Uh, but uh, the last game was really fun to watch Goblins in action and uh, inspired me that I'd like to play a stunty team. Because they were full wacky. They had the yeah. troll, oh, full wacky. Yeah. the chainsaws. He had the glider. He had the, he had the chainsaw. He had the bombardier. He had... Um, uh, there was a lot of laughter coming from that. No, team, he, didn't so. have, he didn't have the post deck. Hmm. Oh, that's but the he, he did successfully get a troll toss with the ball, right? He, he twice. Which is what? really hard to pull off. It was off. three to two. Yeah. That was the final team, wow. final final score. But the the glider was literally the greatest thing. I mean, to watch that <laughs> glider just work, it's magic <laughs> on how it operated. And uh, his troll was very, very good to him and did not eat anybody. And apparently previously matches uh, he had, he his troll was notorious to uh, eat goblins. Um, so... He had a good game. He enjoyed himself, and we laughed a lot. And um, you know, and and I walked away uh, feeling good about it, um, and also very in the realization that I knew nothing about playing level. <laughs> he was the guy who had the really like brightly yellow painted armor on him, right? Yellow and black. Yeah, and he, the big comically painted bomb the one was holding. I think so. Yeah. God damn, bomb. that was that was a beautiful so i was i was very pre- pleased with myself and and very proud of myself for going through that that hardcore beating but um you know it was fun and it was an experience what team did you bring i brought the um shambling undead and uh, it's not my bag i think that um shambling undead seem to be uh, a team that's good for people who know how to uh, strategize with basic um positionings and and um uh, what's the word i'm looking for um just solid, solid play style. Yeah. I mean, because they're they're just good at all around. Yeah, they're 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 not like overly good at one thing. They're just good, solid team. You got those mummies that are just phenomenal. Mummy lords are definitely the best all around. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. The game. But but I don't think I have the formations memorized enough to be able to play them and be highly competitive. I think that would be just fun to just play corn and. And just go down the field with frenzy on everybody. And All right, Trent, beat the shit out <laughs> just of everybody. Punch away. Yeah. So it was fun. Well, uh, since Tony's the only one of us that actually won a game, well, guess we'll go, I'll go next. Um, so I started off uh, against a shambling undead team as well. Uh, I actually took names on this one. Be proud. Of I. Me. Didn't. So I played against. I know him. two of the people's names, but I cannot remember the first guy's name. My first dude though was a fucking. He was like a what was he, Joseph, a defense attorney in DC or something like that. Yeah, yes, uh, fe- yeah, something like that. <laughs> Federal prosecutor. Federal prosecutor. Federal prosecutor. That was it. Well, I didn't get this guy's life story, but his name was Robert. <laughs> um, so he also had a shambling undead team. This one was a super fun one to start mm-hmm. off with. I did end up losing zero to two, but we had some of the goofiest ball tosses. So. Uh, kickoff, I got it right off the bat. Werewolf got it. Hit all my agility checks perfectly. Uh, and then he was able to box me in and tackled me. And then the ball bounced off. And then it was just chaos from there. The ball got kicked in and went to the other side of the map. So both of our teams were scrambling to get to the ball. 
and then whoever would get the ball would instantly get tackled. It would go off the map and then get kicked in and go to the other side of the map. And so we were just doing that back and forth for most of the first half of the game. And we were just having a blast. It was hysterical. Uh, and then second half, he proceeded to get two touchdowns and just completely demolished it. <laughs> that was pretty much it. First half was great. Second half was just like, well, shit, you win. Good game. Shook his hand. Had a good time. It was fun. Uh, second game was against uh, a girl named Sarah, who also had Shambling Undead, which was getting a little tiresome. Uh, both of them have four ghoul runners, which are really fast and really good at handling the ball. And she was she was out for blood. She was playing to properly win, which, you know, it's a tournament, of course. Uh, my dice were the icest dice my ice dice had ever iced. Uh, it was yeah, fucking they, were, they were pretty fucking bad. Fucking awful. So they had this goofy thing where normally you're doing, like, kickoff events and weather and stuff like that. They had a specific table for when the, the drive started. Oh, we lost Joseph. Or we lost somebody. Uh, we lost I'm here. Chris. Never mind. I heard a beep boop. Um, anyway, so they had a specific table for when a drive started uh, where you would roll on it to see what wacky thing happened. And I kept rolling a eight, which was the cops break up your gang because there's a criminal on one of your teams. Both, of your, both, both people lose a player, essentially. And so she kept losing shitty units, like a zombie lineman, which, who gives a shit? It's a movement four, toughness three, a strength three. Who cares? It's a crap unit. I kept losing my wraiths and my werewolves, and we got it every single drive. I kept losing someone of import, and they would get put in the knockout box, and you got to roll four at the next drive to see if they come back. So, of course, I kept rolling twos. And so by the end of the game... She had gotten, what was it? She got three touchdowns to my zero, and I had eight players in the knockout box because I couldn't bring anybody back to save my fucking life. And so Tony was seeing me just getting more and more frustrated because he was sitting right beside me. Yeah, I was in the, what, Matt was on bottom table that time. No, that was before you went to bottom table. You were still... You were, that was when he was playing Michael on the other side of the room. Yeah, yeah, that was when you were playing Michael on the other side of the room. You were, you were still in a middling table there in round two. Um... And Andrew and I were real close to the bottom tables at Ooh, that point. It was I, I conceded halfway through turn two because uh, my spaghetti was getting real upsetty. I was to I was to the point where I, I I was rolling to get my werewolf back. I'm like, I just need to get one werewolf runner. Maybe I can get a touchdown then. All I need is a four. One. And I just like slammed my fist into the table and I was like, mm, I'm getting a heated gamer moment. So I shook her hand and said she won. I was like, This you played well, I just rolled like shit. I'm I'm done. I don't want to actually get mad. So I called it at that point. And then we had lunch. <laughs> and then we had lunch. Uh, and then I came back, and hey, of course, I played against Tony again. <laughs> it's a theme, apparently. Yeah. So I played against Tony's uh, Norse team. Um, it was it was a very close match. It was. It was through. a really close match. Uh, it was 1-0? I only ended up losing by one yeah. that time. Um, I finally, uh, finally beat Andrew. Which means our record now is one, one, and six, se- six or seven? Six or seven ties, yeah. Just um, stupid. Yeah, no, it was just a combination of uh, dice were middling, but there were some really good plays on both of our parts. And yeah, there ball- were some really smart plays. The balls were just bouncing like crazy, so it was just, it was it was a goofy, fun time. We had um, a couple of real big scrums. And that was where Matt witnessed the hat toss, where I was like, all right, all I need to do is, of course, not roll one. And I rolled it, and it's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> just toss my hat at the wall. So, you know, that's about as mad as I properly get in these kind of games. So, But it was a good time. It was fun. Uh, I think uh, you ended up losing the tournament by like two points less than me or something. Two to four. Yeah. yeah. So so Matt and I were the bottom two in the entire tournament. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of like uh, we're, we're doing golf rules, you know. Yeah. We, you know we're doing, we're doing the, the best worst. So it was a good time. 
Uh, so, uh, so my first game was against a Black Orc player, uh, the federal prosecutor from D.C. I was playing my Norse team, which are, they are a human team, so they're not super good at any one thing. Uh, and I forgot the key rule of them is play to your opponent's weakness, because you don't really have a true blue strength. Uh, and it also doesn't help when in the first half I've got nine of my 14 players in the dead box. <laughs> That makes it real hard to come back in a game of Blood Bowl. Sure sounds like a Black Orc team. Yeah, uh, I still only lost that one 2-1. to one. Uh, I got a touchdown quick, and then he proceeded to just kick the dog shit out of me for a while. Uh, but that was fun. It was a good game. Him and I laughed our asses off through it. Uh, my pig ended up getting a tackle again, which was fantastic. Which, the pigs are strength one and terrible at everything. They don't have a hand, so they can't get the ball. But I stopped him from beating me 3-1. to one. Hey. And he won most casualties. Today. He won most casualties, and I'm a big part of that, so I'll take that assist. <laughs> I think I took the most casualties in the tournament, though. I wish I had more more goofy trophies for stuff Yeah, because like I had nine in my first game. Then my second game was against a guy named Dylan, who's one of Michael's friends. And this is the same Dylan that was in... He met up with us in the canteen the first night. That's where we met him. And then he was in Age of Sigmar doubles. We crossed paths there. We didn't play, but he was at a table next to us. And then he was at Necromunda. And then he was also at fucking Laser Tag. And then he was in goddamn Slaughter Day. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? He just kind of had the same weekend. He had the exact same schedule as us. It was great. Except for he actually played Necromunda. Except he actually played Necromunda because he wasn't hungover. Yeah. Uh, But him and I had a really close game. It was another 2-1 game. Uh, It was his skate. I believe it was 2-1. It was either 2-1 or 3-2. Either way, you lost. Yeah, either way, I lost. Uh, but it was a fun fucking game. It was just Skaven. Uh, I killed his Rat Ogre with my Yeti, I believe. So it was just a big, big guy fight in the middle. Uh, we had the most fun was the entire second half. All the points are scored in the first half. Because the second half, we rolled Living Ball, which is whenever the ball is dropped, it runs uh, D6, D6 inches in a random direction. And it's at a minus one to pick up. Uh, so both of us are picking up most of our things on fours because I kept his gutter runners pretty beat up. So the ball, like, literally, it started in one corner and almost both of our full teams were in that corner. And then it got loose and ended up on the other corner and both of our teams got to it. And then it fucking ran back to almost the same spot. It was just, it, we just chased a ball for an entire half, just laughing our asses off during it. Uh, but lost that one, so ended up going uh, near bottom bracket to play against Andrew, which you heard about that game. So uh, we did a respectable, what is that, one and eight, and the only reason we had a single win is because two of us played each other. Dice like ice, <laughs> dice like ice. But it was fun. Slaughter Day was a lot of fun. Uh, I would love to do another Blood Bowl tournament with a little bit more knowledge of what the fuck I'm doing in it. I'll just take standard orcs. They're a little more, yeah. uh, little more reliable. I'll probably do the Black Orc cartoon orcs I painted up, just because I love how they look. Yeah, uh, I... I I could take four blitzers and four biggins. That's uh, that's that's a pretty solid starter lineup for orcs. So, or I might just take my snotling team and run two pump wagons, two trolls in it. Go for best stunty. <laughs> yeah, go for best stunty with four fucking strength five things. Hell yeah! But yeah, so uh, so that was that was a Saturday. Joseph, uh, what do you think of Blood Bowl? What 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 hooked you from Blood Bowl that got you to buy your your halflings? Oh, I muted myself. So I think I was watching uh, one of Andrew's games, and it, it was one of those games where the ball was live if you dropped it, and just kind of seeing that happen was one thing that hooked me. The other thing about it is that uh, what 
keeps me away from Warhammer and 40k is the fact that it's kind of loose and you have to use a tape measure to like measure how far units are apart and you've got you know as many as it seemed like 20 pieces per team Blood Bowl was a lot more structured it was a limited number on the field at one time the rules were much more clear to me so I I was able to pick it up a lot quicker and that's kind of what attracted me to it as as we said several times Blood Bowl is hands down the easiest games workshop game to actually just learn because a complete newbie, you could probably learn in under 40 minutes, which is significant for a Games Workshop game. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that that that, appro- that kind of approachability to it is what, what made me interested in it. So yeah, after that I was like, yeah, let's let's go see what, what a team costs and uh, see what it takes to yeah. build one. It's also yeah. got one of the, the lowest barriers of entry cost-wise, too. Yeah, because unless you wanted to branch out to star players, you literally don't have to buy anything else for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why specifically the halflings? Uh, it, you know, after y'all were talking about it, I was like, yeah, I just want to have fun with it. I, I'm not going to be competitive. Um, so I'm just going to do wacky things when I'm on the t- on the pitch <laughs> and not necessarily go. I'm going to I'm going to have like a, a set strategy when I start. And if it all goes to shit, it all goes to shit. <laughs> It'll all go to shit immediately. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to play like that. Their, yeah, their big players right off the bat and you'll just walk across the map. <laughs> Yeah. I was going to ask something else about Saturday. Was that all we did Saturday? That's all we did Saturday. I did forget to mention that on Thursday morning I played Kingdom Death for You three did? Hours. Yeah, Matt, Matt had a little more random gaming than mm-hmm. we did. We were a little more yeah. structured. Which was, which was fun. Uh, didn't get to actually play. I ended up having to assist and help run the campaign. Which was great because I know exactly how to do it. Right. So. You've only done it once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, right. So that yeah, not to forget that I had that. And thanks to the gentleman Dave for letting me participate in that. Yeah, and then uh we once again partied a little hardy Saturday night, which is apparently a thing. Who do we who do we hang out with Saturday night? Uh, was Saturday night that was when it was just us all in the room, right? Uh we all yeah. came back up to the room and just kept drinking and watch football all night. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And fell asleep to Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, they had they had the original trilogy on, and we just fell asleep to Empire Strikes Back. It was great. No, I fell well, asleep New to Hope. New Hope. New yeah. Hope, yeah. Uh, the nap on Sunday was to Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, because apparently Labor Day weekend TNT just plays Star Wars, I guess? I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with it, as long as it's not the fucking freak. I was watching Batman. That's right. Oh, know. yeah, the new Batman. Well, you, yeah. you started by watching uh, football with us. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we were making plans for our dinner on Sunday. That's right, that's right. Speaking of Sunday, we uh, we roll right into Sunday. Chris has his RT off the GT. Yeah, so slightly disappointed. Obviously, I went two and four. Um, it's okay. I, That's why you drank with us on Saturday. <laughs> it was either going to be victory drinks or no, sad face drinks. No, I went to I went back to bed. There's no, a, you you were in the room for a little bit with us. You had a couple of beers. Uh, Sunday night after dinner. No, night. Saturday because Saturday we went to the Mexican restaurant. And we got beers right. on the way back. We did get Mexican then. Yeah, I suppose we did. Yeah, you so I, so I think I had this. one. Yeah, anyways, I, t- I was the first one to take off. Fair. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had a clubhouse, so <laughs> the rest of us weren't going anywhere. We had yeah. two double rooms that shared a door uh, because your boy's a Platinum Hyatt member and got to pull some strings, and I asked nicely. Uh, that was, That's that was the big part. part. Yeah. yeah. I can flash my little treat, silver card. Treating the hotel employees like human beings. Yeah, yeah. right? It's amazing. Uh, so we were able just to open up the middle doors on the roofs and basically just have a big four-bedroom clubhouse. 
Yeah. But I um I think I had a drink at the Mexican restaurant and then a drink back in the room because I was like, I did not pull off the fishbowl margarita with that was Corona <laughs> upside down. It's fucking ludicrous. With a weird little bitty Corona bottle for you there, Joseph. Yeah, this is like a seven ounce Corona or something weird. Mm-hmm. It was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> but was it good? Oh yeah, it was fine. That was when Joseph totally misjudged um, us being done eating and just stopped eating halfway through. <laughs> I was thankful yeah. again another moment of realizing that we weren't eating complete shite. Oh god, it's it's the con food does get to you after a while. It was real nice to to get to a point where I could have a vegetable. Yeah. That wasn't just lettuce. Yeah, because you and I kept getting the same shit every time because we both got huevos rancheros, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then fucking fish and chips. Because <laughs> apparently Andrew and I have morphed into one person. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. You know what? I, I just realized that's true. We you guys food. literally did eat almost the exact yeah. same food. And we kept getting paired against each other in games. And it would always be a thing where one of us would go, I'm feeling X. And the go, fuck, that's what I wanted. <laughs> it's almost like we spend too much time together. And we'd keep trading off, too, so... It wasn't just me, like, aping Tony or something. <laughs> oh, all right. So uh, so back to, to Chris on the RT on Sunday. Yep. So I'm hoping to do well. Right. Going I, I'm, game I'm, face I'm, on. Right, exactly, yeah. So I'm in a lower bracket than I had intended to be, certainly lower than I hoped to be. Uh, which is both a blessing and a curse if you want to win games. Because if you win them, that's great, but you're also kind of expected to win them. Yeah, then you become the big kid in the schoolyard, though. Uh... And then, so three losses the previous day, and then retrospectively realizing that I should have scored a couple more points in a few of the games, you know. So at least sours some of your memories. Not that it was any of my opponents, it was just yeah. simply the, the memory of it. And I had a Drew Blood Angels first game. That was by far and away my best game of all nine. It was a great game down to the last turn. I actually don't remember what the score ended up, but I think I won by 10-ish. Oh, but wow. So it was, like, real close. It was very close. Uh, maybe even less than that. Maybe six. Maybe there's only six in it. Uh, again, very good lessons for me. Uh, there is a Blood Angel-specific secondary in which one of your character issues a challenge to one of your opponent's characters, and if that if challenge character dies, you get five. If it's done in melee, you get it's five. Like and if it's done one. by the character, right, yeah, so the Dark Angels have something slightly close to that. Space Wolves, I'm sure, have, like, their saga yeah. thingy, I don't know, Wolf Wolf, Space Wolves. Yeah, they're, they're Wolfy McSaga Wolf. Right, exactly. And... I guess Space Wolves a lot of shit for being a Space Wolf player. <laughs> you're, so, that's why you're, you're on the end. You can make yeah. fun of it. So his character has a jump pack, so he moves 12. But mine's on a bike, so it moves 14. Oh. <laughs> no! Is this going where I think it's no, going? No, it's not. Okay. They crash into each other. Oh, I was thinking he's just going to drive circles and then he chased it. Right, but mine can also advance, and it's a bike, so it has the auto 6 advance. So, oh, so I'm moving 20 trucking. reliably, and also I start off with 4 CP, which is really high for the current game yeah. state within 40k and I don't use that many CP so I've ended games with 8 CP before just because That's I don't wild. use right. either you can take care of Terminators or you can't it's, yeah. it's just for the odd one you roll yeah. occasionally and no, a lot of times I don't even spend re-roll. it I was about to say I don't you will if there's points in it but it always becomes a one again so it's just a waste of a fucking CP that pisses you off <laughs> yeah so anyways I was like okay 
There's also one CP stratagem that after Ravenwing has advanced, you're allowed to move 12 inches again. So we're talking 32 inches, right? Is for one, If you have one CP, you can move 32 inches with a Ravenwing bike. Um, if you don't care to charge with it or do anything else, you can't action with it. Because obviously they'll advance, and so it takes away some of the things that you can do. That's going to make that guy's... one of the fastest units in the game. Like, like That's up there with aircraft. Say non-aircraft, yeah. yeah. For non-aircraft? Yeah. yeah. I mean, even aircraft, it's just 24-inch minimum. Right. Which is also why the Ravenwing Apothecary, which is one of the characters I oh, bring in my list. It doesn't matter that he advances because it's an aura. Right. And, and he can so he can bring back, ability. he can heal two, and oh, flat really three, good. and then bring one back. Hmm. So yeah. He also, so basically, that's one of the ones that you can do with teleport homers, is because the stratagem, from memory, does not require you not to advance. So you can basically sling yourself up 32 inches, which is quite a, quite a way. Yeah, that's most before. of the table. Uh, and put yourself, and if it's a raving apothecary, you do the dirty trick of where, because you're the active player, if there are actions that happen at the same time, you're allowed to sequence those actions. And... You can basically heal so that uh, you teleport first, and then when you heal is after that, because the they're all at the quote-unquote end of movement, and you then just put in coherency, and so now your 8-inch charge becomes a 6-inch charge, because you put the character right in front. And you're dropping a 40 mil base, which gives you more space, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. cheeky little tacticals. So anyways, I was like, this guy's, I just looked at the guy, and I was like, you, you know, after he declared this, and it was turn one, I was like, he's never getting anywhere near this. And I just didn't respect his movement enough. He made a 10-inch charge. <laughs> guy, and I was like, if he's a character you fight first, does it matter? Because we're also, we're now in the fight first bracket. We're, we're each in the fight first bracket. Right. And so like a huge priority. Does not. So we're both in the fight first bracket, and then if you have units within the same bracket of fight first, fight normal, fight last, you, with the fight first, alternate with the active player Fight normally oh, active, you have to say, with okay. the non-active player. Yeah, so there's differences well, look at that. in the tiers. Yeah. Right, yeah, there are, there are many rules. <laughs> there's a lot of rules for this game that I almost never play. <laughs> and so anyways, I just didn't respect it. And so he made this 12-inch move and a 10-inch charge, and yeah, he, he come my character. Just, just snicker-snacked him. And I was just like, you know, I, was, I was really upset. I mean, not upset with myself, because it was a great game. Like, I was, it, this, all three of these, the, the short of the RTT is that restored my faith in 40k. Because like I had three fantastic games, um, and also didn't hurt that I won all three. <laughs> There's also that as a competitive player that 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 you know just you know Sparks rose tenses your memory of, of everything. You know. And so the next game was against Ravenwing. So obviously Dark Angels, and this is really fun because we know each other's rules incredibly well. Yeah, so that, that's a real thinking game. So he's the one that reminded me that this, after you advance, you get another make another move. It actually says you're only allowed to move up to 12 inches. I thought it was just a normal move, which is 14 for most of the bikes, not everything. And he's like, no, it's only 12 inches. Pull it out. It's like, damn, he's right. And I reminded him that there's there's things that you can do. After Ravenwing unit fights, you can pay two CP, which is very expensive currently. To pull back, right? To them, for them to fall out, or if you killed everything, to make a normal move. Hmm. So you can you can move fourteen, charge six, and then move fourteen again. So you can you can do things like hop onto objective yeah. with the with the yeah Ravenwing is very mobile. They're very tricksy. They can be very tricksy. You need the CP. They're very CP heavy. And he's like, oh, it's one CP, and I was like, no, it's two. 
And I was like, unless you're more than five in the unit. And I was like, then it's three. And he's like, no, it's not. And so I pull out the card, right? Because obviously I have all the Dark Angel stratagem cards in my folder that I bring around. And he's like, oh my God. He's like, I feel so bad. I think I've been cheating the whole time. And I was like, no, honestly, you like, know, it's no, cool. I'm going to kick the shit no, out of you to make it even. Well, no, no perfect game of 40K has ever been played. And, yeah. you know, it just, you tell, like, very casually how he said it. it was just like, really, you know, I was like, oh no, like, you, it, it's more than one. Yeah. And uh, it was a really good game. Um, I also won that one. Again, like I said, I won all three, but it was not as close as the first one. Uh, guy had a really cool converted army. Uh, everything's on quads, bikes. He didn't have bikes. Oh, Everything was like ATVs. Mario Kart. He basically Mario Kart his way around, and all of his meltas. He had thirty-two melta shots. Wow! If, if you lined everything up. So we had the thunder strikes, which is useless against terminators, anyway. So fuck it. Oh, you know, but the volume of the high—if you're pushing everything to your invulnerable, yeah, right. Because I've dropped all my dropped storm shields and thunder hammers because they're of armor contempt, and so it's only at AP four that these things matter. It normally doesn't happen. It happened this game. So somebody shoots thirty-two melta shots at you. Right. And, you know, really high strength. The Thunder Strikes also have, like, strength 10 missiles and various mm. things. Like, you know, lots of flat 3 damage. Or within Melter range, you know, the D6 plus 3 or yeah. D6 plus 2, whatever it is, some min 3 damage. So it'll kill a Terminator if it gets through. Yeah, that makes sense. So anyways, uh, I got a lucky charge off. And it, it that game broke uh, bottom of turn 3. Because the that, that day, I got second, to go second, all three games. Right, so I had six straight what I didn't want, and then three straight which I did want. Right. Uh, that was that was also an excellent game. Um, it just kind of played out very naturally. We ended probably twenty minutes early and um, went into lunch because that day it was two rounds then lunch and then a round rather right. than a round lunch and two rounds. Next game is against Death Guard, uh, an amazing army because he had a yeah. bunch of cherry blossoms trees on his like demon prints hmm. and it was now it kind of like sprinkled the yeah that's right okay. that was so a beautiful the army there was amazing um in terms of his painting this was this guy so we're chatting and uh, i'm just doing a little bit of fast rolling because it's the final game and i asked him i was like oh how you know i was like when did you start and i was like oh you know early or eighth not but like late 8th was when we started getting competitive each of us right and I was like okay you know so he's probably on par with me in terms of this and he's like oh no no this is his first tournament oh. like he jumps into 9 rounds of Dova good That's for his, him not man. an RTT not a local league like this is his first official competitive structured event good for him <laughs> that's the way to the learn <laughs> that's the way to learn it quick though man it is um, and that game was... You learned about taking lumps, but... Yeah, I was about to say, it was over before it started, so this is the one oh, where you, no. you move you move objectives. I forget I forget the name of the... Are you going to make it up? None of us play 40 um, to now. Earthquake. <laughs> no, it's not called Earthquake. It's not conversion either. Swizzle Sticks? No, it's not Swizzle Sticks either. Matt, you got a shot? Take your shot. What's it called? Um, What's this? <laughs> the, the match type he's talking about. Oh, where we move the objectives? Yeah. Um, hide the peanut. No, secure missing artifacts. Kind of close. We were close. <laughs> yeah. Secure missing artifacts. So, anyways, he gets to go first as a def- so he rolls to drop the first unit, but he also gets to uh, make him a 
I forget what it is. But anyways, I make him move the first objective. And he makes a very typical new, new player move, which is he moves his home objective, the one that's deep in his employment, you know, deployment zone, even further deep in his Call it a Matthew movement. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So then basically I take the one that's close to my no man's land and I yank it in my deployment zone. Yeah. And that allows me access to an incredibly strong Dark Angel secondary, which is basically an auto 15 against his very slow arm. He's just no way he can get to me. And I was just basically like, this is, this is done. You're this like, is oh, over. Do you want to just shake my hand so I can get rid of Italian food? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this is where thingy, that's why you play the game. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's things. a dice game. And you can get lucky, and it actually, in that game, um, you know, and then so basically the, the way it happens is your opponent, whoever goes first moves one, and then the next player moves two, and then the opponent then moves the final one that's not been moved, right? And so they're labeled A and B and various things, based on player half of the board. And I basically take one of his objectives and I yank it to where it's no longer in a ruin, right? And so my contemporary dreadnought gets slide of fire, and I was, you know, and I just flipped it. As, as soon as this happened, I was just like, okay, this is over. Yeah, like, I got this shit on lock. And again, I actually that was a very nice game. One because the guy was super nice, and we had a very nice game. Um, oddly enough, the only game I called a judge for. Uh, what did you call a judge for on that one? Uh, he said that characters that heroically intervene are not viable targets of the unit that they heroically intervene into, which they are. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're part of the combat. Correct. Uh, so this was a, probably holdover Under from eight. There's a holdover from eight where the rules were a bit wonkier. And the judge, the, uh, yeah, because you get basically they weren't viable targets in eight, if I remember correctly, because it basically was free combat in eight, mm-hmm. and that's why it was so good. That's I why you stayed outside. Of eight, so if I was heroically intervening, the game was either done or it didn't matter. And I'm pretty sure I haven't actually gone back to look at it, but I, I remember thinking I was like, I'm pretty sure that's an eight thing, like where you basically had to really, really pay attention to heroic interventions. That's why they were super powerful. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, yeah, but anyway, the judge came over and it was very, it was very, you know, quick. And he was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "If you jump in the combat, you're in combat." Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and then you know, it was a very um, what you hope for with competitive interactions where judges have to be called, where it's simply the judge then makes the call, and everyone understands it, and you just move on and fly. Right. It turns out the game was not as quite over as I expected it to be. Um, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, I still did win it by a fair amount. Yeah, so it's eighty three seventy two. So there was eleven points in it. But see, all three of your day three games were decently close, though. Yeah, none of them were blowouts. Uh, I, I, you know, was up against fast armies, or I was being far more cautious. Yeah. Right, like I was being far more measured with my, with my second day. I wasn't just throwing stuff <laughs> out, you know, in front of demolisher. It learned, <laughs> correct. And uh, I didn't make a charge that I really wanted to make because. Uh, I put it in a position, and then he had this strategy, which I didn't know Death Guard did, but minus two charges against. Oh yeah, their miasma thing. I just yeah, I was like, and I you know I was like, because that was the one where I asked to read it because it was it was done by a vehicle, and a lot of times strategies exempt vehicles. Yeah. Like you know any unit with this keyword except you know they don't have parenthetically like you know say except vehicles. This didn't. It was it was totally cool. Yeah. Totally so and he just watched it and played, and I spent my CP, and I still didn't get it because I was going to wrap it, and then the plague marines weren't going to be able to get out, and they weren't going to be able to shot, and I was just going to sit there with terminators, and he was just going to send his you know demon prince into it, and I was going to lose a terminator a turn <laughs> or a terminator per combat, and, and that was going to be the end of it. I was like, I don't care, like you know. 
Um, it, it would have popped the second turn because you have to fight in melee. Yeah, yeah. But they I would have been out of position, cat, right? Like, you know, that there's... Um, but yeah, no. And uh, he basically slammed into one of my objectives really hard with Terminators and Plague Marines and a Demon Prince. And uh, yeah, I had to fight for the very end of it. Um, actually, it's substantially harder than I expected to, which again was a very good lesson about a dice game. Um, <laughs> you know, six century rollable charges aren't guaranteed. Uh, I'm about to say what I expected them to be and a little bit more positioning. Um, it, also, the game is a little bit more relaxed because he took Assassinate. And I learned my lesson mm. the previous game <laughs> from, from earlier in the day. I'm like, you are going nowhere. You're in the <laughs> and even if I give up three, like it, it won't be the 15 that I give up, like basically I did for yeah. the first game of Blade Ages. Uh, so yeah, so I ended up 3 0. All super cool opponents, all games. Um, the third game was pushed to the very end. Uh, I, I was, um, that was the only game where I had to hustle. With, like, yeah. And basically, I just took away ruined walls, and I was like, "This is." And I was like, "I'm doing my charges and my pylons all at once." You know, I was explaining in front of my opponent, like, "This is what I'm doing," you know. And I was like, "And this guy's not just not going to be able to get in," you know. I was like, "So he's just going to fall off combat," and I'm just, you know, not going to worry about getting him in next time because basically, it's an ongoing combat, so we're just going to roll it very quickly. Like, no one's going anywhere, so we're going to yeah. roll combat and morale, and you know, staying in combat very quickly because this one position on the board is all that matters for points. We're just gonna stay here, <laughs> you know? and I was like, basically, just being like, "This, this is what's gonna yeah. happen, man." It's the only time I did that with any kind of opponent because I was just basically, I wanted the game to have a far more natural end than yeah. it would have if I basically had just said, "Let's talk this out," and which, you know, I did offer just to basically say, "Do you want to just talk this out?" And it's like, "No, let's see, we get to a natural end." I was like, oh, "That's fine, I'm totally okay with that." I was like, "But we're gonna have to hustle through the dice rolling," and so you know, I was doing things like I was. Lining up my dice, I was like, "This is how many wounds." Yeah. You know, like you have on the, you know, like you basically just hauling them off to the side, being like, "This many, this profile, this many, this profile," and he's basically rolling saves. You know, as we're like basically sequencing oh, across cool. each other. Um, and I th- think that was basically probably the first time that it ever happened to him, because I was like, "No, no, like he, you know, because he had taken quite a bit for movement and various things." Cause, and it paid off for him, right? Because he he was able to pressure me in a way that I had not expected yeah. to be able to. And I just did, I reacted, I should have pulled the trigger, you know, the turn before with, with launching my Ravenwing Adam to move block and, and various things. Um, so yeah, so that was the only thing basically of, of, of no quote unquote, the, the last day. Other than they were fantastic games was there was, the, you know, you, you did get that one competitive yeah. interaction where it's kind yeah. of like, we, if we, if we want a more natural conclusion rather than just talking it out, like, like we got, we got to go, we got to go, again, yeah. you know? And so it's like, and because this is not my first rodeo please just trust me that, you know, this is going to work out relatively, you know, like efficiently and fairly to both of us. You know, you'll hit me back and I'll roll and, you know, I'm going to use your dice. Cause a lot of times you're not using other people's dice, but I'm just like, no, I'm just picking up his dice, you know, yeah. just, I'm on my phone rolling for, for time. For know, sake of each. 15 yeah, of seconds, you know. Um, and that was the only thing you got to yeah. get ready for dinner. I mean, yeah, right? Yeah, so that which, um, I have no idea what you guys did. <laughs> Neither do I, I actually no. have no idea what you guys did any of the three of you. <laughs> yeah, you were pretty much in, locked in. Got your model. Got my models from you guys, which you've driven up in your car. Put a shitload of 40k. Yeah, three ten and a half hour days. Drop yeah. your models back home to yeah, me and then flew say, back out. Right, yep. I was about to say, well, I dropped my models in the room. Oh, and yeah. I'm off again for dinner both times, right? You know, I'm just... And, and uh, the, yeah. the real question is... Did you have fun? I did. Um... The only hesitancy is that obviously as a competitive player, yeah. you, you go to win. Right. right. You went and positive. I, 
You went pot. Don't do your half win bullshit. I, I, you no, I was about to say. I, no, so I, I went. I was three and zero in the RTT, and I was two and four in the GT. <laughs> Which brings your total record to uh, two and four, and then a separate event. Five and now. four. <laughs> Heard here first. Five and four. Um, it's, it's positive. So yes. Lowercase p. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I ended up. I wanted upper half. There was. 273 registered Wait, that players. means you should have prize bracketed for your... No. No, there's no prizes outside of the top bracket. Yeah. RTT, those brackets, they drop into prize for each one. Oh, well then no, I didn't. No, 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 because it once you win all three games, there was several players that went... I think there's probably ten... Yeah, I was about to say, oh, then you do, yeah, then you're true. doing battle rankings... Uh, battle points, and I actually don't know how Nova does it within a bracket. Got me. We ate Italian food instead of want to go into the award ceremony. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, <laughs> that was we, way we obviously. If you're not winning something, what's the point? Um, <laughs> oh, right. And so I don't know if they did it by battle points or by opponent win percentage, which is a, a substantially better way and way that the competitive community has been arguing for several months now, several years now. Um, but people have latched on to. Yeah. So there's. 14 players ahead of me in my bracket. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it yeah, looks like an opponent win percentage is... What happens is if you do it by battle points, the person battling at the top table who loses often will drop to fourth or fifth place in the tournament overall because of battle point stuff. Gotcha. And that's not really... That's obviously not what's happening. That's one and two. And yeah. doing it by opponent win percentage, that basically you only lost to someone who won everything. So their opponent win percentage is 100, and there's only one player, and so you auto-rank number two because the only person you lost to is a lossless player. Um, it's a way of going down and saying, who did you play? And, and um, okay. uh, A much more fair, natural way of thinking about rankings. Um, I only lost the guy that won the tournament, therefore I'm number two rather than number six in a tournament yeah. kind of a thing. Mm. Um, there are some weird interactions, I think. I think it can happen for number three. If you have ties, then battle points. You know, battle points are the second tiebreaker. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so those aren't necessary. But anyways, it's the best of it. It's substantially better than pure battle points. Um, yeah. The Sigmar doubles off pure battle points, which is why we got tenth. Yeah. They give me. They give us the average win, so we had no chance of getting top three. Yeah, but we had fun. But we had fun. All right. So Sunday, Matt. What was your Sunday like? I woke up early and went to... Uh, yeah, when we got up, you were gone already. <laughs> yeah. Went to Vaseen uh, RPG, and that was super fucking awesome. That was a pretty good... That was um, D6-based, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, played that for three or four hours, and uh, enjoyed that immensely. The uh, Game Master was good and represented it well. So I was compelled to buy my second second book. Oh, shit. I didn't realize you got another book. And then um, the setup so that I could play at home with hopefully luring my family in. There you go. So, yeah. It's an Eldritch-style horror thing, right? Yeah. um, What, Norwegian? Norwegian. Fault lore, I guess? Yeah. It's it's based off a more of an investigation-type RPG than it is combative. So I I I played a... A fucking servant. Yeah, and you the beat irony. the shit out of things. Yeah, I beat the shit out of things. But I was a servant. And I uh, gave you back backstory for the character, and then you went into this, you know, essentially this calling of having to go to a uh, cocktail party for these elites that um, are in the game. And, uh, and along the path, uh, we ran into uh, 
a little bit of story development, and then uh, we got to play through it and investigate it and get an idea of how the game plays. And it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the little bit of it I saw when I went down there to bring you a coffee because I knew you were as tired as I was, uh, it, it seemed pretty interesting. Uh, it seemed like it was a cross of, like, like Norwegian and Scandinavian mythology and the TV show Supernatural. Like, it, it seemed like a blend of that. Probably better writing than the TV show Supernatural. Probably. Uh, but it definitely looked entertaining and might be fun to play. Yeah, it was fun. I'm looking forward to playing it again. But that was that was it. Besides uh, going and pick up Frostgrave, though, right? Just, yeah. Well, we we ended up playing a half a half, half a game Bowl. of Blood Bowl while you were playing Frostgrave. Gotcha. And I lost miserably and got temperamental for the first time. And well, then, you know, by that point, we we're all pretty tired. So. Yeah. Oh, that was when I was getting grenaded to death. Oh boy. Right. No. No. Uh, or that was when I was teaching Michael how to play. That was teaching Michael. Yes. Yeah, so that was all I did on Sunday was teach Michael how to play for Oscar and then took a nap. Uh, I met up with Michael early because he was teaching... Um, that was late. That was at like four. Was it? That was, yeah, that was, no, that was post-nap. No, because I brought him a coffee. Oh, it was post-nap. It was post-nap. No, no, no. It was it was that morning because post-nap was the historicals. So he, he was teaching kids how to play Age Sigmar. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, and then I saw his message on the Discord where he's just like, I would appreciate it if anybody would bring me caffeine because it was at like 10 in the morning and, you know, we've been up all weekend drinking. So yeah. I went and got myself coffee and got him one and then we just kind of bum around and got coffee for a bit and got breakfast. Um, and then, yeah, it was just kind of hanging out, veering wildly between the vendors and then playing Frostgrave and stuff. Sunday was just kind of a whatever felt fun kind of day. Yeah. Uh, Joseph, what did what did you end up doing on Sunday? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know you were building when we were playing when I went down there to hang out with Matt. You were building halflings. I was building halflings. I was watching MotoGP in the room. I remember that, but I, I don't have any. T- I, I didn't play or watch any games on Sunday. Yeah. Because you were over there when I was playing Frostgrave, I remember that, because you were still, you were building down there that day. Yes. Because you were working on one of the treatment, I think. Yes. Yeah, and then uh, and then Sunday night, after all the games wrapped up, we uh, we had a good old huzzah. We went to uh, Arriba Dirt Cheese in downtown D.C. Also known as Carmine's. Yeah, that's what I said, Arriba Dirt Cheese. Yeah. Which is a pretty pretty awesome family style Italian place. Yeah, it was a, a place off of Matt's recommendation, and uh, it lived up to the fucking hype, dude. And we had uh, what could only be described as way too much food. Yeah, there is such a thing as too much Italian food. Uh, yeah. We learned that the hard way. And then we uh, we took a nice walk down the mall, so that way we could burn off I don't know twenty of the several thousand calories that we ate. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Because let's see, uh, Matt, you want to take us on the culinary tour of what all we got? Oh shit! You remember everything? Yeah, what did we get? Stuffed mushrooms. We got stuffed, stuffed mushrooms. Stuffed, stuffed artichokes, artichokes. Artichokes. Big old Caesar salad. Big old Caesar salad. Then we got uh, chicken scallopini. Yep. Over mm. uh, over rigatoni. Yeah. Yeah. Rigatoni, and then we got uh, veal uh, veal scallop veal scallopini with marsala. No, no, it was oh, parmesan. Salt and veal parmesan. Saltenbuka. Yeah, Oh, was it saltenbuka? Yeah, it was the the, pros- the prosciutto wrapping. Okay, my bad. You're uh, good, man. Yeah, it was. That was, and then we finished with a big pie plate of tiramisu. Dude, I did not know you could get tiramisu in a pie plate. <laughs> yeah, I thought they brought us the wrong thing for a second. <laughs> I did too. It was. Uh, it was a family style Italian place. So it was like uh, when you go to like um, like an Asian restaurant and you order an entree. It's like an entree for three or four people. This was Italian food for four people. We dropped what three bills 
for yeah. dinner and uh, got stupid full. Yeah. And it was worth every fucking penny. Yeah. And uh, we went and took some cheesy tourist shots over by the Washington Monument. Yep. And uh, that was pretty much our night. And Ubered back and uh, drank, I drank yeah. way too much that night because yeah. everybody kept handing me beers. Yep. You and I hung out with uh, the Michael, crew again. Yeah. And Michael, Michael and, and his met wife. Norman. Oh, downstairs. Yeah. That's right. I was like, when did this happen? Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, so like, I, I had, I had a couple of beers before we went to dinner. Sure. And then I got back, you handed me, I think you handed me a bourbon. And then you brought me a beer. And then Andrew brought me a beer. And then Michael brought me a beer. And then Michael brought me another beer. I'm like, oh, okay. See, I don't know how this panned out, because I only had like two beers that night. And I think <laughs> Joseph, just... Joseph and I had a couple bourbon, yeah. bourbon and Cokes, I think, on Sunday prior to dinner. Yeah. Well, no, it was because I gave I gave Michael a cigar, so every time he went in to get a beer, he brought me one back. Yeah. So, yeah, so we, we sat outside until pushing 1.30 in the morning, I yeah. think. Yeah, and then we had to get up and go pretty yep. early in the morning. And, yep, uh, it was not a happy morning uh, for the second convention in a row. I couldn't sleep that night. Uh, so that's like you didn't have the excuse of Ben snoring. I did snoring, not have so. the excuse of Ben snoring. I just could not get comfortable. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we packed everything up that night. When Andrew and I got back to the hotel room, we stealth packed all of our stuff because the clubhouse door was open and uh, Matt and Joseph were asleep in the room next door. Worked pretty well. I was watching Batman. Oh, you were out cold. Was I? Oh, no, because I gave you the bottle of water. Yeah, Yeah, no, you were still awake. Yeah, I was watching Batman. Yeah. Joseph was out. The new movie. Oh, I finally oh yeah, I went to sleep at like nine o'clock, and it was glorious. yeah. You you yeah. went back up the room. Early. Yeah, Joseph Joseph was sleeping like a little pup. Well, Joseph did have a long <laughs> what three and a half hour drive the next day. <laughs> oh, so long. <laughs> he was so cute sleeping quietly. <laughs> I just stared at him. <laughs> All of us just stared. Yeah, yeah so, uh, that's why I slept so well. A little bit perilous. Uh, had some rain. Had some uh, uh, exploding windshield wiper. Exploding windshield wiper, and you know it was a great time. Oh uh, yeah, you didn't hear about that, did you, Chris? We're... No, I flew back. Yeah. I was up early again. I went to bed relatively yeah. early. Yeah, certainly compared to well, you. Guys. Got a nap on the flight at least. Yeah. So. Awesome. And, we uh, we yeah. packed everything into the car uh, with exactly enough room for all the that shit was, we had. That was the and three Tetris. humans. <laughs> we couldn't have I, we couldn't have fit anything else in there. Oh, not at all. Uh, and on the drive, leaving me behind there, almost decided on that. We we're going to leave you. We're just going to strap you to the top of the chair. Yeah, it is. Let you wipe the windshield. God. But uh, no, we're coming back down eighty-five. This is what this is somewhere in the middle of bumfuck North Carolina. Yeah, we had like four hours left on the drive. Yeah, and it's it starts raining pretty good. I turn on my windshield wipers. The next thing I know, I see something fly up from the truck in front of us. There's this huge whack. Andrew wakes up. You woke up too, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. Uh, and my windshield wiper's just gone. <laughs> Yeah, it just it dinged it, it perfectly. It hit the windshield wiper and exploded the bracket and bent the hook. So we're driving in a rainstorm with just a passenger side windshield wiper. Um, luckily, it was like one exit down was an auto parts place. Thankfully, it wasn't our windshield. Yeah, because yeah. if that had gone up like one more inch, the it, it, it would have at least windshield. cracked the windshield, possibly busted it. It, yeah. it hit hard. Yeah, it was it was loud enough to wake two hungover guys out of slumber. It was either a rock or like a chunk of metal from the truck. And I have didn't no get to see what it was. It was but. something that came off the road because it came up. Yeah. So either way, it was uh, that was uh, woke me up for a couple hours. That was uh, that was a solid pucker factor eight. Yeah, and then. Uh, Proceeded for the next four hours to try not to fall asleep on the rest of the drive. So. Yeah, I fucking drove it all the way back. Did I didn't fall asleep once during the drive? Thank I, you had a couple of good like headshots. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, no, your face. no. The, the last like hour and a half, it was like woof. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we made it. We didn't die. We made it. So that was our uh, our first Nova experience, y'all. Yeah. All right. 
Chris, overall Nova experience. Final thoughts on Nova. First time I've been to it. Uh, it's also my largest tournament to date. So it was 200 and 300 and something? 273 registered players, I think of which 271 showed up. Wow. Um, these, these actually showed up because it was 450 tickets were available, I think 350 of which were sold, and then there was a lot of individuals that chose not to come Yeah. because of the COVID mask yeah that was kind of unfortunate a good good chunk of people did not want to adhere to covid restrictions which isn't bad at this point but you know whatever and um i had some problems with some of the things that they were doing like they they know they need really solid internet connections and we're down in the basement so there's no 5g and the internet drops every time i walk back and forth like so i'm constantly having to there's lots of people that are like asking people around them to get, you know, like their pairings and various things. And I, I spoke to one guy and I was like, I've been kind of disappointed. Um, the food, there needed to be more food there for the number of individuals. Oof. The food was not bad, yeah, but there was not enough food given the number of individuals. And it's a convention. It's not their first time. Yeah. Well, the, the cantina was supposed to be no, the, the solution. Well, that's what the cantina was supposed to be was the solution for the food thing. Yeah, I guess I did say we would talk about the cantina. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it was supposed to be a charity food slash beverage uh, thing where you would purchase tickets, the money would go to charity. Uh, problem was, they didn't communicate with the hotels well, so the hotels were selling this cantina food at hotel prices. Only time in my life I paid $10 for a fucking Blue Moon beer. Yeah. Like, uh, $8 for four really <laughs> tiny crappy chicken tenders. Yeah, you know, it was, it, was, yeah. it was not the best. They have addressed it. They're getting rid of it next year, so, you know, it's it wasn't a great scenario. It, 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 it's been addressed. Yes, and so that was, and I only mentioned to one of my opponents, and it he stated he was a um, frequent flyer to Nova, right? So he had been many times, and then yeah. this was the first time in three years, and that he chalked it up to them being a little bit rusty, and not yeah. quite working things out. And he's like, "But this is normally, in his experience, Nova is one of the best larger tournaments. Yeah, it's supposed to be very well run, correct?" And he was willing to give the benefit of the doubt, and on his recommendation, as am I. Okay. Yeah. Talking so. talking to just some of the staff I chatted with up there, a lot of them were having to do double duty on things because a lot of the staff were still down sick or chose not to come because it was a big convention. So they were working with, from what I understand, probably about seventy percent of the staff they should have had. Uh, yeah, that. I, given that, I'd say they did a pretty good job overall. Yeah. Taking oh, care it of was not thing. a poor experience. I was just saying that, given its reputation for being run yeah. well, yeah. And knowing the number of individuals you have showing up, yeah, yeah. and it not being a poor facility, right itself, like if this is like the convention, you know, space itself. Yeah, they're talking is about moving it next year. Oh, they're they're moving it. Well, they already have. Oh, they they, yeah, they officially announced uh, it. it was at a different hotel. Yeah, it's it's in DC proper now. Oh, okay. Which, as long as it's still convention hotel rates. Yep, it is. They've already they've already mentioned they blocked out rooms. Hell yeah! But man, like being ten minutes from the airport is awesome. That was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if it's in downtown DC, that means it's walk or sorry, it's stumbling distance to Urban Urchies. Oh, that was talking uh, <laughs> back as this corner by is like, oh, we can go to so many restaurants that are cheaper than the hotel food and better. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, it wasn't the location itself wasn't for no, no, um, no. But they've already mentioned it. It's they've already announced the dates. They've already announced the location. They've already announced they blocked the rooms. So it. They insinuated contracts have been signed yeah. with the facility, but maybe exactly their price point for what they're going to give stuff away hasn't been announced yet. Okay. Yeah, I think they're still hammering out details, but 
we're, we're, we're moving to a different Or maybe there's an agreement in principle kind of a thing. Yeah. Like they, they have the date reserved and they're now just negotiating. Or something. Okay. I don't know. I, I've never run a commission like Nor that. So I'm about to say, I don't actually maybe know. Maybe you what should. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's tough. Not so a big one. Start, start with a 32 person. Yeah. I, I would not mind trying to run a small single day RTT. Yeah, something something local in the Athens area would be pretty fun. Just try and get a classic center or one of like the civic center, or like Oconee or something. Yeah. Or you could really freak them out and get the UGA Georgia Conference Center. Or we, we could show just, up with a bunch of. We just rent the Coliseum. Yeah, just rent just rent second Coliseum and just go on a fucking day. If you're gonna do that, just go to stadium. Stadium. Just, just, just play on the turf, baby. That's what I was saying. Yeah, totally let people. We just, we just play slaughter game on the on actual football field. It'd be the most funny. No, it's had. it's like real life chess, but it's real life blood bowl. <laughs> and if you lose your game, you get tackled by a real lineman. Oh well, I'll, I'll seriously be sick that day. I'm very bad at blood bowl, much as I like. It. All right, so out of ten, what do you rate Nova? It's difficult because I've never been to something that size before. That's fair. Six and a half. Six and a half out of ten. ten. Not bad. You going back with us next year? I mean, I have intentions to go to more and more larger events. So, yeah, Warzone, Warzone Atlanta is next up on the list nice. for this year, which apparently is also also very well yeah. run. Yeah, uh, that's run by Paul Murphy, isn't it? Of um, I don't uh, know who Forge Narrative. I it, it's something in that group because Warzone Atlanta is at Giga, right? Yes. Yeah, so Warzone Atlanta also runs a local store's monthly RTT or quarterly RTT. I forget what it is, but yes, yeah, Gigabytes. Yeah. Okay. RTT. So it's Warzone Gigabytes. Um, the monthly RTT that I also go to Home List now seems as though it's been taken over by the Warzone people. It's the same person that's announced a few other ones. Okay. They changed the icon. They have the same typos in there. <laughs> and their little <laughs> briefings, so I'm pretty sure it's the same people. Uh, so yeah, Warzone Atlanta seems like it's kind of taken over all of Atlanta, okay. which is fine. The Nice Warzone. thing about Warzone is that apparently it's catered, and that I'm really Whoa. looking forward to. Ooh. Now the tickets are like forty gig. <laughs> the tickets are two hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's half an army. But what? I mean, that was you, our hotel. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, if you're, what was Nova? Uh, I don't even know. It was like was, sixty for the base ticket, and then right. For whatever yeah. So I think one thirty-five is what I remember, right? Sixty-five plus seventy for the yeah. Okay, so, so one thirty-five, and then you're going up to let's even say it's two fifty. But you spent that on food at your food trucks, yeah. basically, and you're not waiting in line, right? You're going to have caterers. So they're going to hand you something. Um, I have not been, but I've heard that's one of the best things about Warzone Atlanta. Other than it's a particularly well-run uh, event. When, they, they when is Warzone Atlanta? It is this year is December second through fifth. Hmm. Uh, no, third through fifth. Three days. If you want to win the tournament, you have to show up on Friday and play those three games to become the War Master, which is the title that they give to the champion of Warzone Atlanta. Which is kind of interesting, because it's the first day, but you're only swimming with sharks. Because you're only swimming with the people that decide to show up to throw in their ticket. I kind of like thing. that. Which is very interesting. <laughs> so I, I actually, I actually are, like that because it, it prevents you from if you're end. doing it for the, the casual, more casual side, you're not going to play against a fucking dude going full-on cutthroat champ on day one. Right. You're not going to show up to one of the semi-professional Warhammer players that are out there. That are, so are you um, going on Friday then? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, so 
again, it's slightly personal, is that my wife works weekends sometimes, right. and so she should have that off. She doesn't currently have her schedule. If she does have it off, she knows that our family calendar holds these dates for me. <laughs> is, 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 is I just want to say that these are, these are the dates for days. me. Yeah. Well, you know? Let's, let's yeah. see when the guard codex comes out. Who knows? Maybe you'll get a punching winter. bag with you. Yeah, winter. Uh, I'll say winter can be... Yeah, winter is anywhere from fucking late November to early February. Yeah, there's a million things that can occur with being in winter. You can get sick. You can... Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things. Space Brain 2.0 is going to drop winter this year. Yeah. So, rumored. All right, Matt. Overall experience, Nova. Thoughts. Closing thoughts on Nova. I only compare it against the experiences of Gen Con. Gen Con's a whole different experience. It's like going to Disney World. Nova was... Like going to a professional geek gaming convention. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd say it was an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10? Yeah. I mean, definitely had a, a great time. F- favorite moment from Nova? Favorite moment from Nova? When my opponent killed my Ravenwing Apothecary after <laughs> I was so assured he was the Ravenwing Champion. The. the, the Game number seven, the first yeah. or the third day. When I was so assured, I'm like, one CP, I can move this dude 32 inches. Like, you're getting you nowhere near him. You know, move 12, <laughs> make the 10-inch charge. One position he can get into because he's up against a squad of bikes. And, like, he's oh, crumped yeah. And oh, I, I was like, experience. fight first against character, and doesn't matter because he's got fight first as well. And so, it's as the active player, he gets to slice of choose the first. Oh, man. <laughs> it was fantastic. I did kill him back. Oh, well, that's good. Um, so I paid to fight on death, and then his character natively had fight on death, and so he, he wiped the squad of bikes oh, inside him. So he killed me, I killed him, and then he killed and the squad of bikes. Right and so there was nothing left in that part of the board. Because we, you know, very spitefully basically just went right down this chain to kill everything. <laughs> All right. Favorite memory? Or favorite moment? GW Preview was a lot of fun. GW Preview was, really was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh, that was neat to be able to be in an experience where we were the first to hear of these releases, even in Britain. Yeah, that, that that's yeah, because it was a preview for them at like four a.m. Yeah, yeah. that was that was pretty significantly awesome. Um, and playing Frostgrave is pretty fun. Going back next year. Yeah. All right, Joseph, rules over to you. Thoughts on Nova, final thoughts. Uh, it was good. Uh, it was an interesting introduction. I'd never been to like a large tournament like that before. It was interesting seeing you know, eight variations on the same theme and having very different rules, so that was cool. I think my favorite moment was uh, when the Knight Custodian played laser tag with us. That was pretty cool. The Knight Custodian? The, uh, the host. Oh, oh the, gotcha. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. All the laser tag was fun. Yeah. All right, what do you rate it out of ten? Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. You going back with us next year? Uh, if I'm still on the East Coast, sure. Hell yeah. All right, Andrew. Oh, I'd probably be up there with an eight out of ten as well. I'd say. Um, overall, very fun time. Um, really could do with more sleep, but that was on me mostly. <laughs> Uh, favorite moment was probably Kill Team. That was the Kill Team laser Kill tag. Team laser tag. That was that was a blast. It was way more fun than I expected it to be. Uh, we got that's about the most competitive and shouty you will ever see me. Yeah, ditto. No. <laughs> like I get competitive, but I'm not loud. Um, I'm, I'm generally a, a pretty calm and quiet person, so me shouting at all is a big thing. Yeah, that was that was old school. 
kitchen paintball Tony coming to the fucking front there, just screaming for four and a half hours. Uh, yeah, and just, like I said, really fun just meeting all these people I've been talking with online about, you know, nerd shit for about a year <laughs> now, so just uh, cool cool to catch up with them in person, put a put a, a face to the name and all that. Going back next year? Uh, plan to, yeah. Okay. I will uh, better prepare my budget, I think. Yeah, there you go. Especially if we're reading out of Reverdentes again. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I, I definitely enjoyed the hell out of it. I would also probably give it right around that 8 out of 10. Uh, just, you know, hanging out with everybody, re-meeting a whole bunch of people. Like Andrew said, we've talked with online forever. Hanging out with Dan and Campbell and Michael. And I can never remember his fucking wife's name. Emma. Huh? Emma. Emma. I could want to say Gina, but I knew that wasn't He only right. introduced her to me three times. So. He only introduced... He never introduced her to me. Oh, well. We got one extra. <laughs> wow, thanks, Michael. Us. I know you're listening to this. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. We're almost at three hours. He might not. Uh, he's Two done it before. <laughs> yeah, but meeting, uh, meeting Michael and Emma was awesome. Meeting Norman... Uh, I, th- I think the highlight of that, though, was just the nightcap of Sunday night between all of us just laughing and cutting up and having that dinner and then wandering around the mall in D.C. Uh, and then just finishing off with just a nice cigar and drinks, chilling outside the hotel. That was a good time. Yeah, it was it was a fun one, guys. And I'm, I'm glad I got to experience it with you guys. Amen. But uh, there is one more question that we always ask somebody their first time on the podcast that I forgot to ask when I introduced you. Chris, worst mistake you've ever made in this hobby? All right, modeling, game, whatever. Anything. Worst mistake ever. You were thinking. Hey, you've only got like three years. Yeah. <laughs> me and Andrew dug back for fucking 20. Only like yeah. 11 for me. Um, probably actually not campaigning or painting my army in non-standard colors because if you want a competitive army and I paint them as dark angels many tournaments only let you play them as dark angels uh, and so if you have custom colors you can on your characters they can be played now as white scars because they're bikes rather than ravenwing because I have ravenwing iconography on my bikes oh. and I wish that was probably that's probably to this day I wish someone had told me early on if you're interested in actual serious competitive play and save yourself a shit ton of money <laughs> and have your battle-ready army, so not these things you, you know you really care about for the models you don't really care about, that you're just going to kind of throw on the table, put them in custom colors. Just paint them and you just, yeah, might not go pink, but <laughs> I, what would I choose? I would probably do like a deep blue. Mm. Ooh. Uh, like not ultramarines, ultramarines. Yeah. No, so how are you no going to paint your harlequins then? I guess Harlequins don't really have a unified color scheme anyway. Uh, no, but they do have like typeset for, for their masks. The masks yeah. Uh, I don't know. The only thing I'm going to take any time with is because this is a competitive army. Like this is, I, I like them for their play style. I want to learn them. It's not something I love the lore of. I will probably paint them with a speed painting tutorial. You going to do the little super highlighted tiny diamonds on the wall? No. <laughs> I will I will take my time with my transports. I think transports are worth it. I have um I don't know the color scheme yet, but I do like the fading colors across transports. Harlequins that look really cool. And then I also um for their canopies, I have the color changing paint that I'm gonna paint each of the paint. Turbo colors, yeah. No not turbo dork, the um, Vallejo. Vallejo. Okay. Yeah. The Vallejo. So I will paint the panes in color shifting paint. Because I don't understand anyone that paints a Harlequin player that's inside of the cockpit. 
that makes no sense to me. Like, why would you possibly ever do that? I, I have... Didn't you do something like that with your orc vehicles? I really fully painted my orc pilot for my uh, my, my, my burner bomber and then promptly put the cockpit on top of it and weathered it so you can barely see him. But he's there, goddammit. Yeah, like Will fucking painted all the little grubbins and everything oh, inside too. the orc vehicles that are totally covered. I, I painted the dashboard and everything. Sociopaths. Bragging rights. Might yeah. be a fool. You know it's there. If you look at it with the right light at the right <laughs> angle, you can see the colors. On the third Sunday beneath the full moon. Yeah, you gotta get the amulet of Ra. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Matt? Worst mistake you've ever made in the hobby. Or dumbest mistake you've ever made in the hobby. Buying too many fucking dice. There you go. <laughs> no such thing. Oh, I I break that one. I've got too many damn so dice. So Rivendell dice. I They're got, real pretty. I got squat dice coming up I gotta buy. Oh shit, you do. Those come out. All right, Joseph, what about you? I know you're all of nine days into the hobby. <laughs> What's your worst mistake in this hobby? Yeah, I'm a bit too green. Ask me again in six months. Starting? Starting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the character of getting into it. Well, I, I hope yeah. in six months we hear that he's bought like three more Blood Bowl teams. <laughs> We're going to oh, come yeah, and I have no, all the Blood Bowl teams. Yeah, fat chance. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, anybody else got any... Shout outs, anything they want to do, Instagrams they want to plug, anything like that. Yeah, you don't do the grams. Your dog has an Instagram. Do you want to plug my, your dog's Instagram, Chris? I don't know what my dog's Instagram handle is. You're the a kids, terrible dog. Father. The kids handle this. Okay, that's fair. Fair enough. Uh, Andrew, you want to do our plugs? Oh, yeah. Check us out. Dice Like Dice Podcast at uh, gmail.com. We have a Facebook. We have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. I think that's it. Patreon. We have a Patreon. Give us money. <laughs> well, that's nicely the second time. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to surprise Andrew with it again. Andrew, closing thoughts, advice. Uh, advice. I'm ready this time, Tony. My advice is check out Nova. It was fun. All right. You heard it here first, kids. Check out Nova. It was fun. Once again, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Because Matt throws his phone on the floor. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> that was like a mic drop. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, perfect. Dice like guys must be nice to play some games with your friends. Necromunda makes you wonder how friendships end. So flip that table if you're able and consult your charts and graphs. <laughs> so let's have some fun and get it done. Or you can kiss my ass. Thank you once again for listening. You can always contact us at DiceLikeIcePodcast at gmail.com or find us on our Facebook or Instagram, also under DiceLikeIcePodcast. We would also like to give a big shout out to William James for our outro music and Scarlet Saturn for letting us use their music at the intro to our show.
You still here? It's over. Go home. Go.